This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello, welcome to the Dumb Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Jerkins. This is a show where funny people come on to talk about a topic they consider themselves to be an amateur expert in. And guys, I'm going to be real quick with this intro because we have the longest recorded episode. That's right. Sorry, Matt Apodaca, who wanted to talk almost two hours about Lost, but you got passed up by Nick Casolini and Muriel Montgomery, host of Hella in Your 30s podcast, who came on to teach me a super dumb person about wine and cheese pairings. I like wine. I like cheese. Have never done a pairing in my life and didn't, quite frankly, didn't really know a lot about wine. The most I knew was, yeah, I like red wine. That's about all. So they come on and, ooh boy, I learned a lot and I think you're all going to learn a lot. So sit back, listen to us, get drunk off wine and learn all about wine and cheese pairings. And then when you're done with that, be sure to check out Nick and Muriel's podcast, Hella in Your 30s. It's on What's a Creative Network, and they got a lot of places you can also follow them to see what they're up to. It's a podcast all about trying out different fads and fitness techniques, about getting fit, because when you hit your 30s, your metabolism slows down, and it's a bummer. But hey, you can keep fighting. And that's what Hella in Your 30s is about. Personally, one of my favorite episodes so far is one with Ryan Kuntzson talking about cycling. So check Check it out. I have an episode where I talk about meditation. Stress-free life helps keep those pounds down. In my opinion, uh, I'm a dumb nerd. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, you could also follow Hell in Your 30s on their Facebook page, their Twitter page, and their Instagram. You can find it all at Hella in Your 30s. Also, ladies, Mod Cloth still has that great special. So if you want to go to Mod Cloth and get some super cute, vintage, quirky, fun clothes, you can get a sweet discount through Boardwalk Audio. That's right. Go to boardwalkaudio.com slash modcloth and you'll get 20% off your entire order when you shop at Modcloth. Also, if you're a teacher or a student, you can get 25% off $100 purchased or more at Modcloth. All you got to do is go to boardwalkaudio.com slash modcloth25. Oh yeah. So without further ado, let's get into this very fun, very nerdy, very educational app with Nick and Muriel all about wine and cheese pairs. If little feds get big baguettes. Okay, let's do this. Yay! Welcome. Thank you guys for coming on. We're so excited. Uh, I'm so excited because literally there is cheese and wine in front of us and we're going to taste stuff and it's like, yes, it's dinner time. It's perfect. Uh, Guys, why did you pick wine and cheese pairings? Uh, We picked wine and cheese. Well, why? Because we love it. Because we started doing this like, I I guess. We've been waiting tables. Like I have legitimately been working in restaurants for uh, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of 17 years if I was going to count like high school stuff right. yeah, yeah. and so it's like it's always been and then as you get you know older and you're doing it and we're bartending yeah. um, we were exposed to a lot of this stuff so it's like you have this like weird day job career mm-hmm. that 
you don't love, but you do because you want to do something else. Right. But then after a number of years, you realize you've put more in terms of your 10,000 hours. (laughs) It's like, you know more about this thing. But there's also this other added thing of like, because it's your day job, you're kind of always on the cusp of bullshitting everything, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're not going home and being like, okay, I'm going to look up this wine. Right. You know, like you're, you're, you have a lot of knowledge, but actually wine and cheese is so complicated that like, unless you really invest in it, you yeah. don't really have the knowledge. Yeah. So, yeah. There was there was a good chunk of time. There's several years. We were living in Chicago, and we worked at separate places that both specialize in wine and cheese. Yeah. So oh, we really, yeah. so it was like, it was, we, that was like, I never knew anything about fancy cheeses or yeah. good wines or mm-hmm. anything. And then we both, and then suddenly we were just bringing it home and trying it, and we'd get, turn into snobs. And, <laughs> And now we've definitely fallen out of disrepair a little bit with the knowledge. Well, we also gained like 20 pounds. I mean, it was very much like, we were like, we love craft beer. Who wants a barley wine? Yeah, yeah. It's like like literally a thousand calories a glass. No. So that was part of it. Also, we've spent all our money on like fancy cheese. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you can spend a lot on cheese. It's like very surprising. Like I love cheese, but I'm always like, I'm not, I'm not in that money bracket where I could buy like the fanciest. Yeah. yeah <laughs> for sure. What we did here was we went to like the bargain like they oh, the yeah. bins at like oh. Whole Foods. Ooh. So, so like this is like, like some yeah. this was like a dollar seventy for that. Piece. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they're these just, are like, very reasonable. They're like the little ends. So if you go there, oh. um you can get like every piece here was under two dollars and they're just for like maybe two four like two fifty. Yeah. And it's just like the tiny little pieces. And they're just they they're just trying to get rid of it. Yeah, because they come oh, in odd pieces. Hot tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. It's like super affordable and it's great yeah. for like one or two people. Yeah. Um, and they'll Unless also you're cut- making Muriel. You forgot to have plastic on it. Unless you're making Muriel, then you get 12 of the little pieces. <laughs> right. The anyway. And they'll cut, like, this is like, this was a $8 piece and they cut it in half for me. So, like, you can also take That's like, amazing. the big ones and be like, hey, can you make this? Small? Yeah. Yeah. And I just avoid Whole Foods because I'm like, oh, I'm too poor. poor. Right. Well, we are too. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks like there's some tricks, though. There are. There, yeah, there are yeah. some tricks, yeah. yeah. And the guys were throwing a fair amount of shade. They throw so They're, much shade. Uh, and, like, I get it. Like, it's yeah. Whole Foods, and I guess, like, people there treat them bad, but they should recognize that, like, we're cool, right? Yeah. Like, we're some of the good ones. I, like, picked up this the Telegio, and I was like, hey, is this... <laughs> I mean, I probably <laughs> sounded like an asshole. I was like, is this your funkiest cheese? And he's like, one of them. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I see how oh you are. God. And I was like, can you... Can, can I have half of this? And he just stared at me like he was going to say no. And he's like, fine. And then would have cut it and gave it to me. But it's like, I know they're supposed to do it. Yeah. So it's not like he had any discretion, but he just is hated it. Is this the WeHo one? Or? No, it's a, uh, the, the Grove. Fair fact, yeah, the Grove, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's It makes me think of Bourgeois Pig, which is a cafe right by UCB. Yeah. I stopped going because I'm like... I've never met a happy, friendly barista in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make me feel like, oh, you're beneath me. And I'm like, make my latte. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was just like, I don't need that in my life. It's not going. We've blown so much money at Whole Foods. I mean, yeah. It's just. So they should be so nice to you. I know. And we're like, you know, we're not. We don't have yoga pants on. Like, we're not. We're not the people that. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, I mean, we were, we were just talking about serving so much, and I, I served 
like uh probably almost 10 years before I was like I this is making me hurt in my heart or whatever yeah. but I think like yeah it can change you if you keep dealing with like just negative people all the time yeah you know? yeah um so I'm sure that guy at Whole Foods he's probably just over it yeah, yeah he's totally like, he, yeah he recognizes you're friendly but <laughs> deep <laughs> down he sees it but he he can't it, yeah I hear that yeah I hear yeah that. um oh yeah so we uh wait 10 years yeah okay yeah but all crappy restaurants like my (laughs) first serving job was denny's oh yeah (laughs) by the train tracks yeah in what city uh in uh, san diego and mira mesa right by miramar base so it was a lot of military guys which were very nice and a lot of ucsd like college students that would just come in and buy a tea and then half the table for like eight hours uh, yeah. but I was a kid I was like this is it great yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then yeah and then I went through a period of where no one would hire me as a server so I did like food running yeah um, I worked at this place called Cafe Two to Tango which was like oh god those owners like did so much coke and like were really <laughs> weird and like both of them like married rich so they just used their wives money to like make a restaurant so they didn't know what they were doing that's every they restaurant were weird. yeah oh okay it's like so annoying yeah it's oh man yeah the American dream right there I mean it's like it's unreal I'm like why did you want to open a restaurant you don't know yeah. anything about food yeah you don't know about drinks you yeah. don't know about customer service yeah so what what is it I don't understand they if someone was like, I don't like this, they would make us go back and convince them to eat it. Oh, Jesus. It was like <laughs> yeah, the right. weirdest tactics or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I finally got a serving job at Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah. Which was so fun because you got to like dance and it was right by Disneyland. So everyone was always happy and very <laughs> like generous with tips. Like I, I would have stayed there. I'd probably still be there if I didn't move to L.A. And it was, like, back in yeah, Anaheim. Because right. I was, like, really sad. I was like, can I do this commute? Because yeah. I kind of love this job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then was like, no, I have to let it go. Yeah. yeah. We, when, when we moved to Chicago, when we left Chicago, we had a really great job. Not the wine and cheese jobs, but for a while we were both working at the same tavern. And it was the, the shot, best. The shot hour one? It was, yeah. 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 That's exactly it. Honestly, I was like, that sounds so cool. <laughs> and like that job was awesome was for un- so long. And then yeah. it, and then it and then it tanked basically. And then yeah. that was one of the reasons why uh-huh. we we're like, oh, we got it. But it was good though, because then we yeah. could leave Chicago and move to right. LA. Yeah, it probably tanked because you guys drank. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that it was like I I have never like been <laughs> and Chicago's like lawless, like with that kind of stuff. Like yeah. when I first started working there, I worked at this like fancy Italian place and we get done. Yeah. And then they shut all the doors and then this is when smoking is totally illegal then all the regulars are still in there we all just sit down and smoke and drink like after hours like it was like that and like we would do like people would do inventory and like um, just we would all sit around after we shut the place down and just drink the bottles down to even places and then <laughs> mark the inventory so we just yeah. drink because they would have like 50 you know maybe 100 different yeah. types of whiskey yeah. and that was their big thing and we have to like you know one of the guys job this is, is like, not Green Door Tap no or Mabella or Cheese Market or we work at a lot of places yeah, in yeah, Chicago yeah. This is it was, a shady it's one none one of those places not be yeah. <laughs> it was, but it was fun to tell. I mean, we'd shut down and we just yeah. all smoke and like drink whiskey until like three o'clock in the morning like that's amazing and just, and yeah. like do inventory and, like, that's, just work. Oh, i love it yeah because yeah because yeah in california it's like as soon 
Like now it's like if the bars close at two at one forty five, they're turning all the lights. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Like they're very actively pushing everyone yeah. out and like all the waiters and bartenders look like, I can't wait to go home. Like, yeah. Get it, me out of this place. Yeah. It's yeah. Very, it's very where yeah. yeah, you guys talk about it on your podcast. Yeah. I'm working there. Yeah. So everyone that knows what we're talking about. <laughs> um yeah, you guys worked at this tavern and every hour your boss would like be like, You guys are sad like take a shot or something yeah. he's like yeah everybody's being bitchy yeah listen it's shot o'clock yeah then, shot o'clock yeah. that's what it's called and we'd all just take a shot and that yeah. was just like or like nick and i i mean like you nick yelled at this guy because he thought he ordered a drink in a corny way and then, and then the oh guy was like God. what's your problem man and he goes you're not even in my universe right now like <laughs> stop away. and the manager came up to me because we were both i was like cocktail like nick was bartending with our manager and he's just like what do i do nick is like, yeah. well, we no he was very good yeah. he was a great yeah, boss, he was yeah. awesome he yeah. like really was actively trying to take care of you yeah and like the bad parenting ways that he knew. He would, uh, we would also yeah. we would also do this thing called um, the pretentious car bomb, which is like instead of like an Irish car yeah. bomb. If anyone doesn't know what that is, it's like Jameson and Bailey's in a shot glass and you drop it into Guinness and drink the whole thing. So it's yeah. really good. And we would do these things called pretentious car bombs where we would just use really fancy liquors and then really fancy craft beers and just like constantly are coming up with new pretentious and then like when I think of Chicago I'm like oh everyone's drunk that's why it's so you nice like, it's exactly I mean, you all could the not do that job sober. sober no you could yeah. I mean and we, I would work these doubles like out there they pay you like, doubles are so hard yeah they would pay us four sixty five an hour oh my no God. overtime no breaks <laughs> yeah. and I would start at 10 a.m. Uh-huh. and I would wait tables till I mean like close which would be like maybe 2.30 3 yeah. when I got out mm-hmm. so like I 16 hours or something like that and there's no break so like you get to sit down and eat if there's nobody in the restaurant but right. if they're there you're just working and then you're just like grabbing a fry to like like try to, like, try to not pass out yeah exactly. and we yeah. we would go then we start drinking at like I don't know 6 or something like that whatever <laughs> first shift day drink at 6 and then we would wait tables and then at a certain point you're just kind of like I like those people but fuck those people and so I'd keep waiting on them and they'd be like can we get some services like table service is over <laughs> I do that every shift but we all oh kind of do that we're like I'll keep waiting on you because they don't care that I'm sitting in a chair like <laughs> that's how Muriel got that job she was in there and Bridget was waiting tables oh yeah and she was talking shit to some other customers but Muriel was cool and yeah Muriel's like are you guys hiring and that's how you got the job yeah, yeah. that's amazing yeah I love it yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a fun, really fun gig. Yeah, um, my last gig, gig was the most corporate. It was Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, so yeah. Everything you said, we would have been fired for. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, and now here I feel like it's even more like yeah. it's like Chicago is a lot less like strict about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we worked at uh, these places. So I worked at a place where there were fifty cheeses oh and my gosh. by the like by the ounce and they were all up on like a big wall uh-huh and you had to learn like basics of like cheesemongering and then also basics of um cheese care mm. uh and then you you would work that shift so we had a cheesemonger but then we would also be like on the cheese bar and so you would have to know like all 50 cheeses like oh the milks gosh. like the method <laughs> and then we'd have 50 wines by the glass and wow. we would do flights and so I service bartended there and I did a lot of the cheeses and service bartending was like you have a well of 25 reds and 25 whites and it's like you might do 
you know, two or 300 covers in a night because it's a huge mm-hmm. restaurant. And so mm-hmm. you're literally pouring, instead of two or 300 glasses of wine per customer, they're four glasses because it's flights. Right. So you're literally oh. like this whole bar is lined with glasses and you're pouring like everything in order. Like yeah. you're like Spanish reds, you know, you're yeah. California whites and you're like going down the thing. It was really stressful. <laughs> oh, the manager there was Oprah Winfrey's personal wine guru or something? He was like, he had bought wine for Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. And he was, so the guy who owned it um, was amazing. He was like mm-hmm. my, like the main guy that I worked with. He was like my favorite boss. He was always there. He was such a oh, good boss. This guy like was a partner and didn't work very much. And when the restaurant started tanking, they were like, you need to have more floor shifts. But uh, he was like a maniac. Like, uh, so he'd dress up like in like three piece suits and like a fedora and he'd get all <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And then he would come in and just scream at me from the other side of the bar being like, it's like instead of 2.5 ounces, I did 2.75 and he would snatch it off and like pour it and measure it, like stick it in my face. And he would do that for like eight hours. He pinched people on the floor. So like he would walk behind you and pinch the fat of your arm or like yank you. Yeah. And he wouldn't stay behind and he never worked really, he didn't work in restaurants. So he would like, there was one shift where people kept bumping into him. He kept bumping into people and he thought the whole staff was conspiring against him. Oh and he my goes God. and he's in the middle of the restaurant and it's like a really fancy place like linens and candles and he's yeah. just like, I know what you're fucking doing. <laughs> like, ah, like ah, I know, don't you think I don't know? And I was like, know, oh, bro. we don't know what yeah. you're doing. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So many people should not be working in restaurants. <laughs> like a Can I start pouring wine? Yeah, yeah. Are you uh, are we ready for it, Cassie? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, it's perfect that you guys mentioned Oprah because the episode before you is about Oprah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so it's like a good, yeah. Oh, and then funny. I'm like, of course, we're talking about Chicago. Oprah, Oprah. has to come up. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, wait, we have, yeah, you're pouring. I just want to start drinking. No, oh. no, no. We have a thing, Nick. Which one is this? Okay. This is, wait, we have, a, we have other stuff. Because you're going to do bottle service and all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, so... We're ready to start talking about wine? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So uh, Nick is ready to start talking about wine. I wanted wine. to start <laughs> Wait, I'm hungry I, and I need I know. <laughs> There's a bunch of other stuff, right? What do we have to do? Well, we were going to talk a little... You wanted to do bottle presentation, which we should do. That's oh, fun. yeah. We were going to talk a little bit about the basics of pairing. We got to set the stage. You don't want to just ramble the wine <laughs> out of throat. You just skip it all like... You got to get them all gentle and everybody like loose and like ready for it. Okay, good. So... <laughs> so you do bottle presentation. All right, cool. So you've served you've served bottles yeah, of but wine. Again, not at Cheesecake Factory, which is like fake fancy. So it's just like I saw someone else do this. Yeah, so this is that's how you do it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's well. That's yeah. pretty much. That's pretty much the right way to do it. So when you present a bottle of wine, first mm-hmm. of all, like how you carry it. Yeah. Is you bet you yeah. well? How so, do you describe that? So Mariel, what, we'll, yeah. what we'll do is we'll carry it across you. Well, hold it from the bottom mm-hmm. like a baby. Aww. Label always is out. Label always out. Yeah. So then when you present, you present with a white label. I see a picture of a ship. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that looks good. Very good. And you usually, at that point, you say something, just like one little descriptor of it so they uh-huh. know. So you'd be like, you know, the 2005 or whatever. <laughs> or like the Beaujolais or just like some yeah. little like or the region that it's from uh-huh. or whatever it is. So you yeah. just give them like a little bit of like usually you do the year if you want to be like fancy because yeah. the, the whole name of the game is to get through this 
without exposing how little you truly know about yeah, it. Yeah, so it's just confidence. It's just confidence <laughs> and like specific things. So I found the year is a really good way. If okay. you just say whatever year it is, <laughs> then people are like, oh, okay, the 2007, great. Yeah. I literally, play. I'm so bad. I literally walk up to tables and go, here's your wine. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, got your bottle. <laughs> who's ready? Who's ready? <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but you yeah. ordered it. So real quick, before we do this, just check out the difference, Cassie, in these two bottles. So this is a really fancy, ex- expensive, expensive wine, wine that Muriel got Monkey jacket. Oh, a red blend. I like a red blend. So do you feel like how heavy it is? It's very heavy. Like it feels like the glass is expensive. Yeah. And then do you see like the bottom, how you can stick your thumb in it? Yeah. So that's, that's called a bunt, right? Punt. Punt? Yeah. Punt. Punt or it's not bunt. No, dude. Punt? Punt makes Come me on, think, man. I really think I could put a football on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I think it's called punt. <laughs> so, it's for, so this is actually for controlling your pour. So you oh. put your thumb in there and you can pour out from like a long way. Oh, wow. Just one hand. Yeah. So and that's like a more fancy way to pour wine. Yeah. And then like, oh. And but typically you have yeah. way more control if you hold from the bottom regardless. So like if you're, oh. if you're here, you want to be way at the base of the back. Of the bottle, like down yeah. There. Oh, that makes sense too. Because if you're like serving a big table and you need to reach over people, you can't yeah. be like, "Oh, excuse me, I need my two arms." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So compare that to like that cheap bottle. So now I have Purple Moon, which is <laughs> feels, the- it feels like this is trying to like market to me. I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> so do you feel like the 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 punt in the bottom of that yeah, one? Yeah, it's the, like flat. Yeah, it's like good luck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So that's like um, a really like beginner's way to just be like, if like you're at a party or something yeah. and you're like, is this good wine or not? Like if it's as a big uh, part of the bottom and it's like heavy, then like it's probably expensive and good. And if it's flat like this Merlot, or this yeah. Chardonnay, it's probably cheap. That's really good to know. I was at a Christmas party and uh, I was like, this looks like good wine or whatever. And then I show up and like was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that. Like, my friend's husband manages a fancy restaurant in yeah. L.A. And I was like, you could just throw that away. <laughs> <laughs> I spent $10 on it. <laughs> don't serve it. But, I, like, they were nice, but I'm sure they yeah. were like, yeah, right. Maria! <laughs> For the record, you $10 wines are pretty good. It, well, $10. I don't know if that's as true anymore we were trying oh, to get like true. now it's like cupcake and like barefoot it's like yeah all like, no, i'm opening a window guys <laughs> oh <laughs> so <laughs> it's like so uh like yeah i yeah i think of like cheap wine that like like says like oh we have all these awards on it yeah, yeah. like barefoot yeah cupcake are yeah. those really just they're like the worst <laughs> um, and we're gonna taste a couple wines against each other so we can actually okay. get like we bought three dollar wine mm-hmm. and then wine I get my wine at um, uh, pretty much at cost, but okay. so like this is expensive. But I think it retails for thirty, mm-hmm. and then in a restaurant it would be around eighty or something like got that. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, so so anyway, so just yeah. real quick, so for the presentation, label out. Uh-huh. Uh, what you would do is you the way that I learned is you cut the foil in three cuts. Oh, so, see, I don't know about this at all. This doesn't have foil, unfortunately, but you would come, you one cut in the front, front. Uh-huh. one cut to the side, and one cut on the other side. So you form a triangle, lift it up, uh-huh. right? And then you take the cork out without making a sound. 
There's oh there's, one other, there's one other thing though. There's one other thing though. With the, the reason you do that with the three yeah. things is because the label is supposed to never not be facing the customer. Right, and it's oh. supposed to be yeah. So what so I do, you don't twist it. You're yeah, like, yeah. Hold on. yeah. So what I usually do to bullshit my way through that because I'm really bad at it yeah. is talk to them and have like this is where the charm comes yeah. in. You maintain eye contact and you can kind of twist like, it a little bit over here. I legit yeah. was waiting on a table that ordered a very expensive bottle of wine. Uh huh. Um, uh, my manager went and got it, got the wrong vintage. I didn't read the bottle and presented it and said, here's your wine. And he's like, this is the wrong vintage. And I was like, ah. Oh. And I went back and I was like, Mike, this is all messed up. We have to fix it. And so he goes and gets another bottle, has to chill it down. So this is two bottles of wine. Right, right. So at this point, they have had already the first full course and no wine on the table. Oh, So no. I finally get yeah. the bottle out and I present it and it's the right one. And I'm talking to them and they're French. And I broke uh, the goddamn cork in the bottle. <laughs> oh, and, no. and I'm like, literally, and that's like a kind of part of like hiding it. I like broke it off. And then I literally just go, I'll be right back and ran away. Yeah. And I went into the corner and just like <laughs> dug it out and then came back and yeah. poured it. So, so, the, so the other thing you do is after you take off the foil, uh-huh. um, you have to... You now have this foil cap on the top, and you have to like hide that. Yeah, you, know, you just throw that. You just throw, you just throw it. Yeah, right. throw, throw it on the throw it on the ground. I got that down. <laughs> um, so I'll yeah. open this just so we're here. So we we would do label here. Yeah, and then we get the Put start the your cork, cork in. like this, and label still facing me. Look at that. Oh, oh no. Um, so we get that nice and deep in there. Get the lid. Uh huh. Oh, <laughs> just a little, just a little, <laughs> um, just to know you're alive. And then you have to undo the cork. Stick that down. You stick the cork down. See it? She's getting, you throw that cork <laughs> in there. <laughs> <laughs> Some people smell it, but I, I you know, yeah. I've heard different things. Well, here's the thing about smelling that here. Oh, so we're pretending to, to know what we're talking about. So one thing that I've pretended to know is that you can actually tell if the bottle is corked or not by how the, the cork smells. Um, so it, and like basically corked wine. Yeah, this is great. Basically smells like a dirty, nasty attic. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they say like rotten, wet newspaper. And that's how yeah. you know it's good. Yeah. That's how you know it's bad. Yeah. Oh, that's how you know it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. That means it's corked. Yeah. That means the, the so wine. So what is, what is corked? Oh, it means it's, uh, it's Yeah. So like, well, oh, okay. Yeah. So basically like cork. So like the reason why you taste a bottle is not to know whether or not you like it. Okay. It's only to know whether or not the bottle is good. Oh. Um, so it's like, so that's also a huge misconception. A lot of the time people that's will be fancy. so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Every time at Cheesecake, it would be like we would have the person who ordered it taste it. But they were like, okay, that's great. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone ever was, like no, no one was serious. And, right. And nobody like, like knows why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But with these bottles, like, you know, you want you're picking the wine because you know enough about wine to pick what you want off the list but we're yeah. not if you pick it like that's on you yeah you still have to drink the bottle right. if you don't like it so that's some good right. etiquette for any listeners here who order a bottle of wine if your server pours it for you to taste you don't get to say whether or not you like it right at that right. point it's, you've oh. ordered it it's your bottle of wine right it, the only thing about the tasting is just to make sure it's not corked yeah and God. if it's corked you'll it, a corked bottle basically can it can be corked for a number of reasons mm-hmm. it's like but it's just basically if anything it's contaminated the wine so mm-hmm. like it's not 
in the state that it should be. And typically, it's like there's something wrong with like the corking. Like right. so, there's like yeah. air that got into the bottle, or like the cork okay. rotted. But sometimes it's like if something gets into the bottle before it's corked, that can kind of create the same effect. Mess up the yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm like I know beer ferments, wine ferments. <laughs> oh yeah, but you did get one thing right. You are supposed to whoever ordered it is the one that tastes. Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Question. Yeah, and then the whole presentation is for the person who ordered it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so it's just about like chain of custody. You're like you got it. Yeah. Okay, now it's open and now it's yours. Yeah. And uh, nine out of ten times they're like the big wig at the table yeah. who is like too busy talking to this person or impressing the, them to care really what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Which is another great way to like spin the label if you need to yeah yeah cork a little bit if you have to or whatever yeah and then i ideally you're supposed to go basically it's supposed to be sometimes you can do oldest woman first to youngest woman oldest gentleman to youngest gentleman that's like old old school which i don't like because i think it's sexist (laughs) Um, but the other you're like end on the youngest woman yeah (laughs) like you end on the youngest man but it's ladies first i just am like we're all people yeah and i'm a lady so don't yell at me about how i serve a lady like yeah okay yeah but uh they it's like um you would pour to taste, and then you would go counterclockwise around the table. Oh, okay. Back to the host. So you would pour the host's end full the glass. Host. Yeah, yeah. And on the host. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so much custom. I know. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a whole other thing that I have know nothing about. Maybe Muriel's done a little bit called decanting. Oh, yeah. Which is a whole what? other thing, a which is I've where never you heard pour. Really? <laughs> it's basically, the short story is you're, you're, it's like for really old French wines, mostly they have a lot of sediment in the bottom. There's two, actually, there's two reasons to decant. So one is to aerate the wine. So if you mm-hmm. open a bottle and it's, it is older wine. So like if you have a bottle that has aged, it's like as it reacts to oxygen, the, it'll change. And right. so some like really super structured red wines, mm-hmm. um, are tight and you'll hear like they have a tight structure okay. so like once they open up and they warm up a little bit and they yeah. are exposed to air the flavor changes so you can accelerate that process by pouring the wine out into a big jar basically oh, okay so you decant it by pouring it out and letting the air kind of mm-hmm. like get inside the wine but the other reason and i had to do this at my other place is the one nick's talking about which is you decant for sediment uh-huh. Um, so there's a couple ways you can do that. Uh, the place I'm at now, they just use strainers, um, mm-hmm. and it's just like whatever sediments on the bottom. But the place that I used to work at, we used candles. So you have to go to the table. This is uh-huh. it's so stressful. So you have a big fancy decanter. It looks like this. It looks like a genie bottle, but it's like super clear. Yeah, it shatters in an instant. It's very delicate. Uh-huh. You set it on the table, then you take your wine and you have. Um, a candle and you hold the candle under to see where the sediment is in the bottle God. and then so you, you know when to like stop yeah basically? so like you uh, know how to like j- like jimmy it so you're not pouring it all out you can wash the sediment yeah and you pour it out that way and then the b- sediment stays in the bottom and you have to do it table sign in front of everybody i know like <laughs> it's already stressful to open a bottle in front of somebody but then be like and now let me hold fire over me yeah hand. yeah yeah it's crazy uh, it's too much yeah. it's yeah i've never even the places i worked were all like casual fancy yeah. and we I never had to deal with any of that. Yeah. It would be too, yeah. Say, do you think it's a little bit of a dying custom? Like, do you think, like, or do you still have young people that are like, I was raised, like, this is how we drink wine, so I expect you to serve it this way? Or? I think it's definitely less common because I, 
just think that there are like less really old wines around mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the necessity oh, for it yeah. is like dying out. But there's still tons of really all the I think it used to be kind of common and now it's just like super elite. Got it. Got yeah. it. Because, I mean, people like wine. Like, there's a big wine culture, you know? Yeah, big time. But, uh, I think it's just, like, developed kind of like beer or something like that. Like, yeah. it's just, like, it exploded. Like, you know, the American market, like, you know, where, like, most of the wine that's made now is, like, driven towards, like, American taste. So it's, like, those yeah. really big, like, calif- like big sort of, like, Pinot Noirs that typically yeah. used to be, like, 11% alcohol are now, like, mm-hmm. 14% alcohol, and they're all fruit, <laughs> and everybody, like, you know, yeah. it's, like, very, like, we like these bold kind of, like, you know, flavor-blasted Cheeto sort of, yeah. like, stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think it's, I think the culture of the whole thing has changed, yeah. too. It's, like, at the end of the day, we just want to get drunk. Like, we want to drink wine, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Cool. Well, let's taste. Let's taste okay. our whites, right? Yeah. That that seems like pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Nick poured one already. So we're gonna do cheap versus expensive. Okay, to get great. started. So we'll see if we can taste some difference, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So, uh, Mira, you want to talk a little bit about the fancy white wine that we're gonna try? Oh yeah. So this Ooh. is this is <laughs> some wine that I should know way more about because I sell it. In my <laughs> All right. So this is a Muscadet. Mm-hmm. Um, this is. Uh, a varietal that's used um, for dessert wine and for um, this is a super dry wine. Okay. Um, so you can have it two different ways. There's lots of kind of wines that um, like so the this varietal is like I think typically known for um, like after dinner sweeter wines and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Um, this is French. Ooh. Um, Wait, Mira, you're saying muscadets are usually sweet, but this one is not. This one is not. Yeah, because I was going to say dessert wine makes me think super sweet, and you did mention this one's really dry. Yeah, yeah. So it makes that's like more like Chardonnay kind of territory as opposed to Moscato. Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, and, and this, a little bit. This, this, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's the spectrum. This one is probably like you... Like you maybe could say Pinot Grigio. It's like, oh, so okay. Chardonnays are like, we'll taste one in a second. We're going to taste that against this. So Chardonnays are typically like, you know, the bigger, super full bodied mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. whites. This one is like going to be more like medium to light bodied. And it's um, uh-huh. tannic. I think we'll taste it. It's very dry, mineral mm-hmm. driven. I've heard there's some, some like saline qualities, like kind of by the sea. Okay. So I could Ooh. guess, Nick is going to call me out on this, but I could no, guess. I don't know. That this is, like, maybe a coastal, like, this is maybe from a coastal region. Okay. Um, but it's definitely French. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. And then, um, so that's this wine. So let's try it. Yeah. Should we do, let's pour the Chardonnay, too. Back to I'm back. Cool. I think we should do, yeah, should we, we do to fancy first? get the good first? sound effect of um, the screw top. Oh, yeah, top. the screw top. So noisy. So do you want to present your, um, your Chardonnay? <laughs> so this is a Chardonnay. This was... Uh, this is an Australian Chardonnay. This was the cheapest one I could find at Trader Joe's. Okay. Um, so it was like, what, $4? Yep, it was $3.99. <laughs> Trader Joe's has so much cheap wine. It's the best. It's it, good? Okay. I mean, no, well, it's terrible. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, well, we'll see how bad it is. It's, here's the thing. Like, it's only bad if you don't like it. Right. That's yeah, a great way okay. to put it. Yeah. I guess I was afraid you were going to say, like, oh, like, 
the cheap stuff is made with like this chemical. Well, well I'll tell you about there that. There are some, oh, scary, oh, things yeah. there's some there's scary things about this. There's some, there's some like, ones. we'll tell you like a couple funny, dumb things, but yeah, there's, it's yeah, definitely, there's yeah, okay. there's, there's definitely like, yeah, it's that, it's not great, but, uh, um, so let's try, do you want to do fancy first? I think fancy first and keep our pot. Cheers. 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 So, okay, so it's super fancy. Mm-hmm. What I like about it mm-hmm. is that that f- when it first hits your tongue, it almost seems like it's going to be carbonated. Like uh-huh. it's almost oh. like it's like that effervescent sort of like. And then what that is, which I just learned, is acid. If so it's like, like if you hear like wine being like really acidic, it's sort of oh. like when it hits your tongue and you're like, oh, it's it's almost. Carbonated. Yeah, yeah, almost feels carbonated. And then there's like a lot of really interesting things that wine does. Physio- like like physiologically is that right that's the right word yeah physically to your, on your tongue yeah. Yeah. yeah like physically to your mouth that like doesn't read as being acidic mm-hmm. but if certain things happen in your mouth you know like yeah. you can be like oh that's the acid so there's like little markers like that yeah I know the tongue like there's like four different spots that mm-hmm. flavor hits um and uh the thing I liked with this this uh, beverage, what kind of wine is it? Muscadet. Muscadet is like it. I I would argue it is a coastal type of wine because it felt like a wave of flavor. Yeah. <laughs> it was like one. It was like it felt like it was gonna be one way, and then it like yeah, and then it like hit the back of my mouth and shifted. Yeah. Well, that that was really cool. That's a great. Um, like indication of like a high quality wine there's like uh. lots of stuff going on it also has like you would call that like a long finish mm-hmm. like if you're still experiencing some of the wine now like yeah. i am i can still like yeah, taste a little taste. fruit it's like yeah. in there that's like a long finish so like mm-hmm. um a well structured wine will have a long finish a poorly structured wine will have a really short finish it'll hit you and then be done interesting generally yeah almost like no matter what the flavors are a a good wine is complex, mm-hmm. even like even if it's super light, whatever. Complex doesn't necessarily mean complicated, but it definitely means like there's different experiences to it. That wave of flavor. There's lots of lots, lots of ways of flavor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you were being like really dumb, I'll do it really quick. You would go <laughs> uh-huh. so like you take it. Uh, you can you can swirl it. I still don't really know. Yeah, what's the swirling? And so the this, smelling. Well, the smelling makes sense. But yeah, the, the smelling, smelling is just on the nose. Oh, but know. one thing you should do when you smell is keep your mouth open. Oh. It helps that like if you keep your mouth closed when you smell, it's like you get oh. there's tons of fumes that actually mm-hmm. block how well you can smell. Yeah, uh-huh. the other thing if you have a high alcoholic like a high alcohol wine with a lot of alcohol content, it's like you can blow into the glass to get some of that like. That thing that makes you sneeze, that like kind of alcoholy oh. smell off. So you can kind of like, you know, and then you can get more of like the fruit and less of the alcohol. Um, so when you spin it, you twirl it on your table. You're looking for legs and yeah, how it I've coats heard, the glass. Okay, what yeah. is, okay, I know about legs. <laughs> like I, I recognize it, but yeah. I don't know really what it means. I think, I don't think it applies to every type of wine but Mm -hmm. this is like a very much like a bullshitting thing where like it doesn't apply to every type of wine i think that it's like for more structured wines you'll see the like legs will be really defined which means there'll be like big thick veiny streaks going down right whereas like if you do it and there's like nothing or it doesn't coat the glass there's also other kinds of things like i think barolos are like this or like there's different types of varietals where like the way that the wine coats the glass can also tell you 
like how old it is or wow. you know like like different kind of aspects of like how long it's been aged and stuff mm-hmm. like that so um, what does the legs mean like is that like legs is is when you twirl it yeah and then you see how there's um you can oh. see the wine there, and yeah. you're basically watching how it drips down the inside of the oh. glass. Right. So if it drips down in big streaks, like big fat streaks, it says something about the structure of the wine. Wow. So if okay. it just coats the outside and doesn't really do that, it also you know it's like it yeah. says something about the structure of the wine. But mm-hmm. I, I don't really know exactly. I think also that. probably these wine glasses are not. I these are like these are like cheap yeah. IKEA wine glasses. I might be able. I have one. Ooh, hi. <laughs> I got one. We'll we see. I just have one. Red, probably. Well, I was just gonna show. Yeah, we can show the legs in this one. And we'll just to show. Yeah. It. That's a whole. That's a whole other thing too. Is like what wine glass you yeah, use for which kind of wine? Which, like, I know. It, yeah. There's a, yeah. Especially like the way it's structured and uh, like the opening and everything. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I it's know. Above our I know. <laughs> a, so the wide ones mm-hmm. are um, Bordeaux glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have like a big wide top, and then the long, skinny, narrow ones are the um, Burgundy glasses. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I mess that up all the time, but I think that that's the difference. So one is made for um, like the more delicate. Mm-hmm. Like structured wines where you want a lot of the nose, and then the other ones are like more aggressive. Wait, uh-huh. maybe it's the opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite. <laughs> the ones that are like pipeline, like this, like like thinner on the top, you can get more of the nose, and then the ones that are stronger, it's like you aerate them more. I think that's it. <laughs> cool. Sounds sure. right to me. Now, All right. Uh, quick question. So this um, is you mentioned it was a dessert wine. Because it's dry, is that meant to be like you pick dessert cheeses to eat with it? So this or? this is the varietal is mm-hmm. so like the grape type is one that's typically made for dessert, but dessert mm-hmm. wines. But this is not the same style. So that's kind of an like that's the thing about like the expression. Like you start with like the type of grapes, like a merlot, like a like right. a, like a cabernet sauvignon. Like mm-hmm. you um, you start with like the actual varietal of the grape, a Syrah, and then you make the, the expression of the grape is like the type of wine that it is. Right. So okay. like, like a Muscadet can be a dessert wine, but it can mm-hmm. also be a table wine. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. So it's like the same grape, but it's just treated in different ways. A lot of the ways that you make dessert wine is you just leave it on the vine for a long time. So the water, um, starts to dissipate and they kind of resonate. So you mm. get more sugar and less water oh. and you press the grapes and you get like more of like, it's a sweeter because of oh, that. Cool. Yeah. The, yeah. It's a neat, like, um, yeah. So that's, that's yeah. Kind of so yeah. So this is not actually a dessert wine, Got but it. these grapes are used for it. Yeah. Or, or like, that's like oh, a recognizable yeah. way that they're used. Got it. So Got you don't it. see like, like we don't drink a lot of, like you don't see a lot of dry Muscadet in stores, but yeah. you, if you were looking at a, like an array of dessert wines, you definitely see one up there. Got it, got it. Yeah. Very um, cool. Oh wait, so we can try it against our uh, four dollar Chardonnay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. Wait, you want to talk about it? Who wants to talk about <laughs> it? Wait, it's your pitch, right? I. Yeah. So. To me, it starts really, really sweet and then finishes sort of like metallic. <laughs> like it's like if it was like a graph, it was like oh, this is that, and then it like spiked up and then like yeah, it was like bam, and then it's 
not. It's, it's very sweet. It's very, very sweet. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Compared to the which Muscadet. is, yeah. I think, a bad sign for an Australian Chardonnay. I could be wrong. I think like Australian Chardonnays shouldn't be sweet. So when you see something that's like really atypical and cheap, it's like probably for really bad reasons. Well, I'll jump in there and say like so. There's two types of Chardonnay. There's unoaked and oaked. I mean, there's probably a million different things, but right. so. Oaking Chardonnay is really common. So oaking wines, it's like basically aging them in barrels and they impart like specific qualities to the wine. So like it's like structure. It's like it gives it, you know, they take qualities of the wood. For Chardonnays, the qualities that you get would be like super buttery, Mm. super um, tons of vanilla. So like that's how you would get your vanilla in like a Cabernet. Like you get all these flavor profiles that are like buttery, rich vanilla sort of flavors. I, when I drink super oaked wine, I get this weird, like, almost like a bitter sensation in the back of my this throat. This tastes bitter to me. Yeah. That's like how, that's how I, I, I taste it. Um, but so like, this is like a super hot, super oaky Chardonnay. Like, mm. drink, get a splinter when you drink it. But it's like, you almost can only take, taste the oak. Like, that's yeah, how much oak yeah. is in it. Like, going back from tasting this one that was like super complex and like different this is a definitely more like super sweet like kind of in and out as you were talking about how a more fancy one yeah. will leave like a long flavor a long finish yeah this is a little bit more shorter and then the aftertaste is kind of like yeah i would right. say I don't think I could blind taste this as a chardonnay could you I yeah would, 100% you could yeah, yeah it has i but i'm also like I just have developed like I don't like mm. really super oaky. Yeah, I wouldn't. Whites. I wouldn't guess this was a Chardonnay because the little that I know, like Chardonnays, I associate with being very dry. Yeah, and this is so sweet. sweet. Yeah, I, to me, this tastes like a Riesling on the way out. Yeah, mm. it's like it's all oak to me. That's all I taste. Well, let's should we let's try some cheeses with these two things. Yeah, yeah. should we do our? So do we? Do you want to call me out and see? Should we do that? Is that fun? <laughs> Here, give me, yeah, give me your... Well, why don't you set up some cheeses while I read some facts about... Let's see. So here's the cheap white. Cheap white. Okay. And then they have fancy white. And fancy white. Okay. So, so yeah. Nick and Muriel did, like, research on each other's wines of choices. And so then look, review the facts and see if they were bullshitting us for well, presenting it. <laughs> I will say I'm, I won't go through the cheese pairings yet because we're going to do that. Uh-huh. Uh, it is so I not said, coastal. Okay, great. Muscadet is from uh, the western end of the Loire Valley. Okay, so it does, but it is by like like a river. And the west in France. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it is, actually. I'm acting like I know where the Loire Valley is. The Loire Valley is where it is, comes up a lot. Oh, that's yeah. like and not really it's sure like a big wine like it's a big one and it's from. where a tons of uh, Pinot Noirs are from oh. and what's interesting about it is really good Pinot Noirs come from um, Oregon also because it's on the same latitude oh got it yeah, yeah so it's like the climate is perfect for that type of grape yes um, oh that's so cool so now I, I want to nerd out over like you know thinking about like Sonoma and Napa Valley and Temecula. Like yeah. The little places I know that grows grapes. I'm like, oh, can they only make a certain type of wine? There? Well, because of the, you can make any, like, so the grapes can kind of grow anywhere. I'm going to put this in. Yeah. Um, but 
the style the climate kind of dictates the style. So, like, mm-hmm. if you grow some, like, a Pinot Noir in California and the yeah. heat like this, it'll come out like a monster. So, like, the oh. same grapes grown in a cooler climate will have, like, more, like, reserve, more acid, like, mm-hmm. less, like, they'll be, like, um, like, they're typically meant more for food. It's kind of like there's an old world style and a new world style. So the new world style oh. is, like, basically huge, big, like, 15% wines that have lots of fruit and yeah. like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just get drunk and listen to Jen. Yeah. Watch your favorite movie. Like, like, <laughs> eat a, like, eat a, like a cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. And then these guys, like the Muscadet is like meant for, like, it's basically meant to be with food. Like, yeah. And that's like the culture of like and the it's European wine. Like you drink yeah. every day and you're not getting drunk. Yeah. And then, yeah. It's like yeah. you're not getting. The and kids it, are drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it enhances your meal and it kind mm-hmm. of like clears your palate and it kind of like it, it plays with the food. Whereas like yeah. these bigger wines kind of they need bigger flavors or they dominate everything. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> so some I don't know how much of this is interesting or pertinent, but Let's just well, let's try with cheese real quick. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll talk I mean, about we're the probably cheese going berries. too long, right? <laughs> right. Okay. So, what yeah. is this cheese? So, this is uh, an aged goat's milk cheese. So, ah. it's like if you had a chef, like a like a regular goat's milk cheese. What's up? I need a knife. Oh, I'll sorry. No, no, is there? I'll use this. <laughs> oh, here you can use this one. Um, I put cheese on your plate. I think I got it. Oh. Um, the so this is a kind of like a, a goat, aged goat milk goat's milk cheese so it's like a chev like a fresh you know like if you have goats mm-hmm. goat cheese on your salad yeah you just take that and like let it sit in a cave or something like that sit in a cave yeah <laughs> so you get all this like creamy yeah. stuff around the outside so I'm guessing that's what we should pair with the muscadet I think that's my it's a goat cheese that's, that's my that's been living in a cave mm-hmm. well. I think it's a good pairing. Yeah? Yeah, it was great cheese. What's the name of it? That's a good-ass goat cheese. Mmm. Atika Cana Cabra. I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> well, Cabra's a goat. And oh, Cana's a style, I think. Well, I think it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, according to... This is not one of the recommended pairings for it. Um, they recommend Beru Blancs, which I don't know what that is. Fondue. Oh. Gruyere. Oh, okay. Swiss Raclette, which is used in fondues a lot. Uh, Brie. Okay. Which is, this is uh, Parmesan, Gouda, and Queso Fresco. All right, guys, we're going to do this. Um, are we way over? I'll be faster, I think, right? <laughs> how, how long? Are we going over time, Cassie? Uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they like, like Gruyere with it, so we're going to each mm-hmm. try a little bit of this, like, stinky telegio. Mm-hmm. And then they also said they like brie, and so we have some of that, too. So we'll see who likes what best. Okay. Um, now, how... Are wines and cheeses like? Is there a committee that decides? Like, <laughs> it just it just become kind of like a passed on thing. Like, there's a lot of like festivals, <laughs> conventions. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a lot of like um, like philosophy on it. Like, there's lots of principles. Like, I think typically what people say is like, whatever grows together goes together. Oh. So, like, if you talk about like. Um, like the south of France where things get a little warmer. I think Loire is like 
little further north, right? Is that where where's warm? I can't remember what the region is. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's like if you take like some like basically like from north to to south in France, right? Like the mm-hmm. northern grapes like are where um, is cooler. Okay, um, yeah. And so like typically like uh, as the grapes like move down the um, the country the cuisine changes like kind of like mm. northern Italy versus southern Italy mm. and so what you'll say is like the northern cuisine goes well with grapes that grow in a colder climate okay. and traditionally like the like southern cuisine would go well with grapes that grow in a hotter climate so that's kind of an easier way to kind of pick it okay um, a lot of it is like you know it's just like if it, there's lots of like cheese like grassy cheeses and like you know then maybe you're getting mm. like like your grapes aren't being grown on the cliffside in like on the ocean they're being grown like more inland by like right. a river so you'll have a different quality to them yeah um, oh that's so interesting yeah so that's kind of like where you can start to look at it yeah um but it's also like you know this if it's a really full-bodied wine you want a big flavor to go with it if it's mm-hmm. a really light-bodied wine you want a really like like a lighter Mm-hmm. kind of like cheese to go with it so like a burrata would be really great with like a champagne flight or something oh, like that okay. you know it's it's, yeah. it's kind of like that and like so like with that in mind like i think this is like this wine is too light for the telegio the cheese no the wine's too light the wine is too light the telegio do, is so, this the same cheese no or i think that's the that's, that's the, the stinky uh-huh. which is actually delicious and yeah, nasty really it, yeah that one was good but yeah i i Felt like uh, when I was like, oh, this first the goat cheese. I liked the goat cheese, but then when I tried the other cheese, the brie. I, yeah, I thought the brie, but that just could be me being like, I like brie. <laughs> I think the brie would be better because it's less like the Taleggio is like stronger. The brie mm-hmm. is like fat. It's like triple cream. You know, <laughs> like it's like butter. Yeah. Um. Well, I think the brie might be the best pairing with it. I like the goat cheese that you picked up too. The goat cheese I thought was a great choice. It's really good cheese. I think and I think it paired well with the wine too, but I think the brie might take it. The brie I think takes it. All right. <laughs> I think it does. But it was I like the telegio is really good. It tastes really good. It smells terrible. The texture of it mm-hmm. is so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Nikki. All right, so for the cheap Chardonnay. Which Stop. I didn't like, but drank all of. <laughs> um, I just paired it with just keeping. You still have something there. A little bit. Um, Thank you. I keeping with the theme. We don't drink it. We're like, we hate it. Keep boring. <laughs> That's uh, so American of us. <laughs> so funny. Keeping with the theme, I just did just from Trader Joe's, just the straight up baby bells. I, I love it. it. Everyone loves like, baby bells. I just want to see what it tastes like, you know? It's like you're at your thing, too. <laughs> you know, you're um, you're at the Hollywood Cemetery. Uh-huh. You're watching, you know, your throwback of, like, Sound of Music or something. With your baby bells you and, your and cheap, probably your cheap Chardonnay. You got, yeah, you got your cheap Chardonnay and then your cheap cheeses. <laughs> so we'll see if this works together. I don't have any real theory behind it except for it just seemed like... Um, what do you think a baby bell is made out of? It's it's cow's milk. Isn't it? I think it's cow milk, but I mean oh. what do you like what kind of cheese is it? Whoa, I do not like that. 
Do I just not like this wine? I'm gonna go ahead and shit on this pairing. <laughs> well, I think if the I think the cheese is salty and that's fun, but it doesn't have any like it doesn't stand up to the wine. It brings up all these really aggressive qualities in the wine. To me, I and I'm also. I feel it's unfair because we went super like fancy, and then now we're going like, yeah, my friends like drunk twice before this movie premiere was bad, but I don't care because I'm drunk. But right, that's the point. I think it's important to always start with your favorite, with the best thing, and then Mm -hmm. work away from there. Because like when we used to serve wine flights. Mm You know, we kind of, we put them in order of how you're supposed to drink them, and I would tell people like taste them in that order. Right. But then drink your favorite first, because ninety nine people out of a hundred, your palate is just shot. Yeah, real quickly. So even us, like you know, if we were to sit here after a while, I'd be like our palates are done for. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't like this, <laughs> but but I don't think the cheese makes it worse at all. I think the cheese is like I think the cheese wipes out any acid that I would taste from it. There's no just, acid on that wine to begin with at all. Well, I'm saying what I taste. <laughs> I think it, I, to me, I think it's that was a nightmare. Um, do you want to talk about what a Chardonnay is? <laughs> do I want to do what? Talk about a Chardonnay. Oh, hell no. I don't know anything about it. I, I, I really don't know anything like how it's grown and do you stuff. want to bullshit for literally 30 seconds just make it make something up yeah for sure well chardonnays chardonnays are are mm-hmm. unique because they actually um tend to thrive in regions that are generally a little too rainy for other grapes to really thrive in which is um is why so is it more they, of like an oregon wine there's they're definitely good um, <laughs> come out of Oregon but also it's just like that's why it's so bright and green mm-hmm. that's why you get that kind of like that specifically green <laughs> oh, you know that is false. it's like Ariel is laughing at Nick and I'm just like I'm so dumb that I just feel like great we'll take four bottles for the table <laughs> that's exactly what it's like it's yeah like you just did a couple notes we were like that sounds delicious. Yeah, it's it's so sad that selling is probably like ninety percent of it. Um, they actually, oh, so there was a okay. So quickly, um, so the funniest thing about cheap wine to me. So there's a couple mm. things like cheap wine sometimes is cheap because um, there are like years where there's huge growing years, so people have a surplus of grapes. Oh. But the more wine you make, if you make too much wine, you can devalue your cases Got of it. wine. So they actually put limitations on it and then sell their fruit to other vintners. And then oh. they'll make... So, like, so they're like, hey, barefoot. Yeah, you do want you want to pick grapes? It Come yeah. pick it up. It's on the side of the road. Yeah, and that's why occasionally oh. if you pick up two-buck chuck and you're like, this is not terrible. I Some, love two-buck chuck. Sometimes it's not bad because yeah. it's actually not... Like, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, because of, like, the crazy market of buying... Yeah. Like, they can even press the, the juice and have the juice and sell the juice to someone yeah. else. And, like, mm-hmm. it just kind of depends on... Who's dealing with it? But it's kind of like a Wild West yeah. market. Yeah. Um, I, I could even say, like, this might be me just being dumb, but I feel like, yeah, there's some bottles of two bucks that I'm like, oh, this is good. And other times I'm like, what was I thinking? This yeah. is like, like, and it could yeah. be the same wine, essentially, like, because yeah. they're buying just 
they're buying like other people's grapes and just and they don't they're not really caring about like the quality of it and they're just like we got it let's just see what happens well i think i think that that is true but then i think some people actually do make good wine but they're like they don't have any claim to a vineyard they can't charge more money for it so they're going to make cheaper wine got it you know but it it can be better so Um, you just need to find like the frugal wine nerd right exactly and that's how you get your good cheap wine yeah and then there's obviously like the evil <laughs> companies that are like yeah just buy our wine well there's well, also what? some horrible stories about like the way they collect the grapes off of the vines equals like animals are in the in the grapes <gasps> no. and like like bugs pesticides garbage because right. like, they cause don't wash them and then they're just like kind of reaping it and not being careful they literally use like vacuum they use these so vacuum. they can suck all the thing that's on Super the row fast. yeah so it's like that's a machine harvest like so that's like that's like your yellowtails <laughs> like right. that's Cass- what I'm Cass- uh, Cassie's holding her face you can't even say it's like vegetarian like I, it's like oh no so like a hand harvested grape is like is like you're actually getting all juice like this machine harvest one where they go down the line and suck it all up it's crazy Um, the other thing they do oh my god PETA where's that video like I think that it actually like that if we if you research it like they can say these are not vegan wines like I think that that's actually true I've never heard a vegan like talk about like be careful with what wine you pick yeah and I know some hardcore vegans that are love their drink. <laughs> right. It's just like, yeah. you know, it's like frozen fruit or whatever. It's like yeah. you can have a certain amount of spider parts and it's still okay. Yeah, like that's yeah. like, you know, like whatever. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like with like mission harvest, it's like you can have a certain amount of bird parts mm-hmm. and it's totally yeah, right. The bird, oh my little God. Little gophers, all the cute little critters. Now I'm imagining people drinking cheap wine and be like, hmm, I, I taste some chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Feathered. Oh um, the, the other thing that's that they so do scary. that's hysterical is they <laughs> they brag about how malolactic fermentation is mm-hmm. like an aspect that gives them like their wine a creamy mouthfeel. <laughs> Basically, like you mean this specific? They do. They this specific their, yeah, winery? Yeah, they they pulled this thing. So malolactic fermentation, I can't remember exactly. I used it's, it in a sketch one time, but I don't remember what it it's is. It's basically like <laughs> it's a it's a chemical process that you use to put wine through that like is unnatural that gives it like the qualities of a good tasting wine, but it's, it's like, like a like a chemical. So like that's what you'll get here. They they, like and they're like and a gallon of this. Like stuff. yeah, it's kind of like the MSG of exactly yeah yeah it's. It, it changes like the comic comu- like the chemical compound of the wine. So like I think it's it's essentially like adding a shit ton of vitamin C. So it's like the thing that gives it acid if you have like a really oh, okay. flabby wine, I think mm. is what it is. It's like so they are literally on their website saying <laughs> Um, it's creamy mouthfeel, largely a result of malolactic <laughs> fermentation, makes the wine drink like m- a much more expensive Chardonnay. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, going back to like a sketch idea, like that's a character that's like, why am I writing this review? <laughs> you people. Um, so for, they say for lavishly oak Chardonnay, which is what I think they say, um, blue. We got a blue here. And uh, they like uh, cheddar. Oh, great. So let's try So this cheddar is also an oak-smoked cheddar. Yeah. Oh. So we'll see if that's a... Yeah, that was a question I had, too, was, um, like, the color of cheese for yeah. the type of wine. Like, does that play into, like, it, or... Well, 
I think it's just kind of case by case based on like what type of wine. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it has way more to do with age, fat content, and mm. like, like, um, the assertiveness of the cheese than mm. it does to do with color. But that being said, a lot of the time, like with the exception of like, um, like a lot of the time, the lighter cheeses. Well, like it, it doesn't really. I mean, like you can kind of see like a like a um, like a fresh goat's milk cheese or a fresh mozzarella are going to mm. be like white. Yeah, you know, like the color of yeah. milk, and so those definitely don't have any age on them. Mm-hmm. Um, as the cheese ages, it does pick up color. So yeah. even like you can see here, like at, like you know, a oh, fresh yeah. goat's milk cheese is going to be pure white. And this has all of these, like, you know, color added mm. to the rind where it's been aged. So right. that's a good way to check, like, the less aged the cheese is, kind of the less complex, the more it's about freshness, you right. know. And then as you move down, like, fresh mozzarella, burrata, goat's milk cheese. Okay. And then as it moves down and starts getting aged, the color does get darker, deeper. So this is really making me realize that um, Muriel has a – you've retained all of this information. Because we were <laughs> – even yes. like five or six years ago. And now I'm like, what are you talking I don't about? Know I don't remember any of this stuff, man. I don't remember any of it. Well, the fun thing is is that I'm sweating so profusely that you look cooler than I do. Yeah, I don't feel so, cooler. Okay, so apparently this a blue cheese and a cheddar is supposed to pair with this... Um, uh, Trader Joe's uh, wine yeah. that has put in this chemical to make it... <laughs> Seem more fancy than it is. And you'll see, like Nick and I have been buying. Oh, right, blue cheese is so good. Yeah. Oh my god, it's really good. good. And I think, see, like this is like as it's as assertive as how assertive this wine is. So you're not mm. like just tasting the wine; you've got something like playing in your mouth. But like the cheese lasts. The finish from the cheese is so, so much longer. longer. <laughs> you know why it works at all with this? Because it's sweet. Because mm-hmm. sweet dessert wines are really good with blue cheese. That's yeah. why like chocolate. Well, we can even pair some of that chocolate with it later. But like, oh my god, I didn't realize there's a chocolate cheese. Yeah, my brain. My, no, that's just my straight up chocolate. Bra- oh, okay. That's just <laughs> it's like what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing too. Everybody, <laughs> I gotta pull the Madeira out. Oh, is that supposed yeah, to be room temp? A dry Madeira that we can try. And a jug, just talking about. My boss. <laughs> um, um, okay, so yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, this Chardonnay works with the blue cheese, but only because it's as sweet as, like, a yeah. crappy um, Moscato or something. Well, the cheddar, too. Both those flavors are so much louder than the other cheeses mm-hmm. we've tried. So it kind of feels like this cheap wine is, like, if you eat this really good loud <laughs> yeah, cheese, right. you won't even notice. That's like a lot of what pairing is. You know, it's like, what do you want from it? You yeah. know, like if you love, like it's about bringing out qualities. Like, I mean, if you want to mask this, it's so assertive. You need a big cheese, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's lots of, like, if there's stuff you love to heighten, like with really funky. So like this is a Telegio's like mm. this is actually really delicious, but this is like it is good, yes. It's not so bad, but it smells <laughs> terrible. So like this cheese here is like a, a cheese that has they brush it with salt water. Oh. And they'll do that for months and months and months. And basically that's how you get that like really that's what a washed rind cheese is. And it'll get a super funky flavor. Yeah. And if you love funk, then you would choose something like a re- like a really sweet wine. And it brings out all of the funk. And then if you don't like the funk, you're gonna choose something that tames the funk. You know? Right. So there's not really a wrong I mean, there are some like clashy things that you don't like, yeah. but like there's lots of angles to come by. It depends mm-hmm. on what you want to bring out of the cheese or what you want to bring out of the wine. 
So when you're a server, like, trying to pick wine and cheese pairings for a table, like, I feel like that's what makes you a master. Because I remember working at Cheesecake Factory and people were like, ah, should I get this thing? And I'm like, I don't know your taste buds. Yeah. But do you, like, have to have specific <laughs> questions that kind of trigger, yeah. like, yeah. oh, this is what this table Usually, wants. like, what yeah. I do is, like, or what I used to do is the first thing is, like, what do you not like? Because some people are just like, blue cheese is a no-go. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just like, sorry, you eliminate things right off the bat. And then you kind of try to get a sense well, the next thing you do is you start listening to the words that they're saying because what they're say what they say they want might not actually be right. what they it's want. A, it's how I feel about when someone's like, "Give me a well done steak." I'm yeah. like, "You don't, uh, you, don't you don't know how to eat steak." Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and yeah. and like someone might say like, um, "I'm out of practice now, so I'm bad at it." But they might say like, um, "You know, they want something l- like um, light or something," and then you're like. Is really what you want – do you want it light or do you want it crisp? You know mm. what I mean? Like I don't think you actually want it light, but I do think you want it crisp I'm, based on what you're saying or whatever. So you can uh, – yeah. I'm out of practice now, but I used to be really good at deciphering what they're actually – what the, would actually make them happy. Right. And then – That's such a great skill to have. And then the other yeah. thing you – would do is you just start selling them on, on the experience of do you want it like to take a risk or not like do right. you want to try an adventure mm, yeah, or do you just yeah. want something safe like do you want to feel yeah. like you're learning something about yourself right the, the, yeah, yeah the and, and just and like try something kind of adventurous or, on your palate or and then the other thing is is like like at the you know I, like not selling that. It's like, oh, you know, if you want something exciting, you know, try this Telegio. It's crazy. Like it's mm-hmm. really funky. But if you know, but if that seems, but if that seems like whatever, like the goat cheese is beautiful. It's straightforward. You'll love it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those are that's the two prong question. Like, and, and I think for me, it's always like a reference point. So I yeah. go, okay, cool. Yeah. Like they're like, I need a white. Can you recommend a white? What kind of white wine do you drink? Because they're all right. very different. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if they say Sauvignon Blanc, then you have yeah. this awesome reference point where you're like, okay, well, we're not, we don't, we want something with a little body. Mm-hmm. You know, we want something that's not oaked. We want something with a fruit presence that's also dry. So, like, you want something like, you know, right. like, there's all of these aspects of Sauvignon Blanc yeah. where you could say, like, okay, because we know they list, don't want this and we know we don't want that. And her yeah. list that she's selling, their Sauvignon Blanc might not actually be a typical Sauvignon Blanc that fits that at all. Right. But maybe they have a... Well, that's a huge thing is like like the... They might have the, a Pinot Grigio that fits it perfect. I feel like right. I'm having anxiety already. Yeah, right? <laughs> like I have that customer that's like, there's this one specific type of Pinot Grigio. Yeah, like, right. It's very different from stereotypical Pinot yeah. Right. Grigio. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, me being a... Just a little cheesecake factory worker. I'm like, yeah, I got a Pinot Gris show. And right. like, I don't like this. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, well, I mean, that is it. That's it. And, like, I think most of the time it's, I know, it's just annoying. But it's also, it's like. <laughs> but it's like, but you're smart in being like, hold on. Like, you you know the questions to ask to kind of guide them. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you do, like, stuff like, where you're saying, like, there's kind of two types of there's old world style and new world style typically yeah. so you have like you know so if you're saying if you're American and you're nervous to be in the restaurant and it's fancy and you say I like Pinot Grigio I know you like something that's like not going to be the same Pinot Grigio as like maybe a typical you're like, like I need to get this woman yeah. drunk and right. she will be happy <laughs> <laughs> completely different you know, I, you know, she's like I love this yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can you can and then, then the other thing you do is you go like 
<laughs> you're just like, okay, do you like brains or not? What do you want to yeah. do tonight? Do you like yeah. brains? If you want to try brains, then I can hit, hook you up with all Are kinds you of stuff. Brains? Yeah, like I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> just brain, like a veal brains or whatever. Oh, okay. So you're like, yeah, like she's just talking about selling people on a fruit. weird ex- like, culinary experience, you right? Get, yeah. Wow. You, you just say yeah. like, and the like, same you kind of thing. Get wet. You want to get wet? You know, it's just gonna go down. Yeah. You just say like some crazy. You just say like, do you want to do some crazy shit? Or you want to yeah. do something like, like are you more comfortable with barbecue like yeah. pork ribs? And it's like, yeah. they're like, listen, I like pork ribs. They're like, oh, yeah. I got you. Yeah, I'm I got get you. I'm going to so good. <laughs> it's like, no, I just like... My girlfriend just broke up with her man. Like, we're going crazy. Get that bill brains on the table. Yeah, right. <laughs> you get that. I love that so much. Uh, um, okay, so wait, wait, what are we doing? Okay. Let's do fancy reds. <laughs> reds? Yeah. Should we dump? Well, everybody drinks uh, their whites, right? I'm you want one last sip of this yeah. fancy one. I'm going to enjoy. That's the most fun. I'll get a little dumped. Thanks. Oh. We'll do a little wash. Nick has poured sparkling water into his glasses. He's like cleaning yeah, it. Yeah, I'm cleaning it a little bit. Just, I don't know, it might be counterproductive. But. Um, if you want just a tiny bit, you want to do that. Um, I'm going to do what Nick's doing. Clean these glasses. Because uh, this is making me think of uh, when I was like at this little. Uh, Philosophy dinner. I majored in philosophy. Me yes. too. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so I went to like this dinner with all the like the teachers and like some yeah, students yeah. and stuff, and they did like wine tastings, and they were like, start with reds first. First, who did wine. that? Nobody did that. Did they really? Do? They're yeah. you're not supposed They're to wrong. do that. That's well, wrong. also I don't think they cared. No, yeah. Like, yeah. Get these dumb students drunk. Yeah, right. Like they're not paying the bill. Uh, <laughs> so really, it should go white first. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Wait, or maybe because white because red is more overbearing, right? Like yeah, it, that's like yeah, a much stronger. Yeah. So maybe we did go white. Oh yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it also is just like really who cares? Just do your thing. Right. All right. So everybody, this is a real. I love this wine. Oh, but you're gonna present it. Well, this I've I've never had it. Um, it's a Syrah blend. Okay. Um, it's from California. California, you can get great blends, and I feel like there was a minute there where people looked down on blends, mm-hmm. and then I think just as craft like foodie culture. Um, evolved overall mm-hmm. blends started to really come forward as like uh you know uh winemakers are creating really interesting blends that's it's as interesting oh, as like, like that's craft great. cocktails like you know yeah. and now, now that is true to a certain extent but also like a ton of like french wines are blends like if you say like a, a bordeaux a mm. bordeaux is a very specific blend from a very specific region of france called bordeaux so like blends have existed forever but like well yeah but they were always sort of like really highly regulated for them to be respected and then mm. anything else would be like considered cheap or whatever and then a bordeaux can also be just a straight cab too Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I it can be hundred percent. No, I think it can be hundred percent cap. Oh. oh. Well, I'm wrong about that. Maybe but I'm, I'm wrong. No, maybe I'm wrong. So, so, do blends start 
Is it just we're just taking different types of grapes? And different types together? of grapes, different. It's not like different. we're making wine and then yeah, you can totally do that. Oh, you can do that. You can crush them separately. You can age them separately. Yeah, there's like you can, to do it. you can then in that way you could make like different parts of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So there's tons. Of, so I have no idea how this blend was made. But. Now, so are reds only blends or can no. they do you see the legs? Do, yes, there's yeah. A, that's why you. That's, that's what the legs are. That's very different. Yeah, yeah than what we got with the fancy white wine. White wine. Yeah. Uh, is that like something you see different between red versus white or can you get white wine? I think you can like get that? I think no, you, you can. can get chard you yeah. like some chardonnay is like a good chardonnay right it's like it's structure it's like it, it I feel like I can't remember why we do it I think it I think a lot of it has to do with how the alcohol content like I was reading this muscadet by French law cannot be above 12% alcohol and I think that this one I'm guessing is 14 or 15 no the structure this has to do with the qual. it's not just it's not, it's just not about alcohol, alcohol. this no. is 13% 13. no it, but I, I can't remember what it is so yeah it doesn't matter I can't cannot remember oh it smells so good okay I'm a personal fan of red wine yeah, yeah right. we moved into but your question no reds don't have to be like a cab cab there could be white just... wine blends yeah Oh, okay. oh I hear your question. Yeah, I there think, are white wine Yeah, because yeah. I think I'm, I'm like, red's kind of my go-to. So I've had a lot of red blends that I really like. Um, but I've never had, like, a white wine blend. So yeah, yeah. that's why I was like, oh. Yeah, cool. you can have white wine blends. I think this is really good. It's so good. <laughs> uh, I like this wine a lot. I like it because it seems like dark chocolate at the top, finishes dry. There's, like, all that, like, dark cherry <laughs> yeah that's a that's the thing they're like it's really juicy this is basically like oh my god that's so good so i i think that if you sit really down nice. with a bottle of this good wine mm -hmm. this really high quality expensive red wine and you were to you and someone split it and then the next day you were to split a bottle of cheap red yeah i think that this the the high you feel off this the actual type of drunk you get is way better that's something i think it's like it's like a more because there's less i think less sugar in it too that's like you that, think like the cheap um red wines that have a lot of high alcohol they just pour a lot of extra sugar in it too or there's a bunch of stuff that's added to like the wines that are mm. like and it's just like i think one thing i mean this is just anecdotal but i've also heard it from like people who work with wine is that like you just really do have less headaches. You have less hangovers. It's like very different. And like we've been buying this wine instead of the Trader Joe's like because I can get it a little cheaper. Yeah. It's only like maybe like $3 more than what we would buy at Trader Joe's. Right. So I'm like, okay, we've been kind of doing that a little more. Mm -hmm. And like the difference is crazy. It's like. Yeah. And even when like, I don't know, have you been to Europe and, and done any of that stuff? No, I want to though. It's fun. We ju I just went for the first time like a couple, but we went to Spain and it was like, you know, all the wine is just like, you just, you drink wine all the time. You drink it at and lunch, you yeah. drink it at dinner, you drink and it right. You wake thing. up in the morning you're like, I'm like, fine. no hangovers. Yeah. It's Amazing. crazy. Yeah. And I think it is, it's cheaper, but it's not cheap, you know, like. Right. It's just so much more a part of their culture and they're not trying yeah. to like get money from you. I guess they're like, everyone drinks wine. It's just like how milk here is not that expensive. Right. Probably. <laughs> it's, it's super like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I love, oh God, I really, <laughs> but I would but also say like there are, oh. there are red blends at 
mm-hmm. Trader Joe's for in the like eight to like eleven dollar range that are delicious. Okay, and that's the same way you you, were, you like red blends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I red blends red are great. You can yeah. get a great deals on them for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm pairing it with this Manchego. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sheep's hard sheep's milk cheese from Spain. And the reasons why, and I think it's going to pair really well based on what I'm tasting on this one. So, like, Mm -hmm. I assume this Syrah blend would be pretty much what it is, which is, like, kind of, it's, like, juicy, but it's not very sweet, and it's also kind of earthy. It's, like, um... Damn, Nick. I read your specs, and I'm going to tell you, you're nailing it. I'm nailing it? It's almost like you brought this off the internet or something. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, It's... It's got all that kind of like you. It, it all right. This is like dumb, and I'm making it up, but I'm sort of not. You it tastes like the soil a little bit. It tastes like you can yeah. be like, oh, I could imagine like what the earth was like that this grape was grown in, and I haven't had manchego in a while. But there's, I just had, a, I just had an urge that there's something <laughs> about manchego that was also earthy. It's salty. Uh, I mean, of all the cheeses we've tasted so far, this is definitely like the least sweet and like yeah, it's just nice. Like yeah. it's like just kind of more balanced. Yeah, where like the other cheeses are more like I'm this kind of cheese. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, I think that pairs together so well. Um, and the reason why I think it pairs together well. Spanish sheep cheeses with forceful flavors seem to balance the wine on the palate and add a global perspective. So you're right. What else? I think that they say they say blues, old world cheddars, and Spanish sheep, which is only Manchego, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm super curious to see what that. I would think that that blue the cheese blue would not cheese. pair that well with this. Yeah. So I'm excited to see if that is a good pairing. Yeah, I did try a little bit of the blue cheese right before I drank the red and. It's just so loud. Yeah. It is really loud. But it's great. <laughs> it's yummy, too. Yeah. It is, it is like, super loud, though. It's, like, it, this one is, like, it's really, like, um... Mm-hmm. I almost think I should have gotten, like, a rope. Uh, that is, like, that's pretty much my jam. Pretty much. The this, blue? No, this red paired with a manchego. Manchego? Like yeah, it's pretty much my, That's pretty much Oh, yeah, the two. I feel like... Just I just took a bite of blue cheese and then yeah. the wine and it I can feel my palate being like uh yeah okay like that's <laughs> what we're doing where the Manchego is like much more Paris like simpatico or something like they, yeah yeah and you can really taste the wine with it it's like mm-hmm. showcases the wine rather than obliterates it mm-hmm. and that's like a big thing with pairing is like it's which one do you want do you want the mm-hmm. cheese or do you want the wine. You know, so it's like you can pick the one for the, you like in service to the other or whatever. Mm -hmm. Not in the best pairings, and the best pairings both. Just like a good marriage. Compliment each other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They, um, yeah, no, the, yeah, the blue cheese basically, when you drink the, basically the red wine neutralizes the blue cheese, and then after you swallow it, the wine is gone and the blue cheese remains. See, I get a lot of fruit and tannins after then. <laughs> what am I even talking about? <laughs> fruit and tannins? Mm. Yeah, no, I think the goes a winner. Well, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Of the two. Let's try it with, uh, let's try some of these other ones with the two. 
I like this red wine so much. That is my jam right there. That is yeah. about pretty much my. I think it's gonna be good with. What do you think about with this triple cream? I think we'll see. Really gross. full fat cheeses. If you have a lot of tannins in your wine, can make um, it makes your palate really gummy. Like mm. so, you try it and see what you think. Oh yeah, it's not gonna be good. Yeah, it's like it's almost like. Um, curdles or something like that there's like a uh it's not it's oh, like interesting it's real weird yeah but no, yeah try it. it's not bad yeah. so which one yeah. is it so this try like a, a yeah here. like a triple cream here oh, okay yeah so this is even fattier than a brie you don't want that bottom part though hey okay. yeah just you, want, no, you, want, yo, you just yeah. get in oh, there just yeah, get yeah that's the part you want the soft part yeah so i'm trying this with the red all right i'm gonna try some fig jam with it too See, like, that's a fun thing to me. Like, for me, if I have, like, a wine that I like like this, now I just want to experiment with all the different things. Yeah. Just. Well, that's like you, you're going on a journey where you know, like, you know what you're looking for. Yeah. You know, or I think, you know, it's like, based on who's doing this, like, it's a table. Either they're just there for a conversation and yeah. they're just like not even thinking, or there's people that are like actively, yeah. Like, I like this wine. Which cheese do I like the best? Yeah, I think that's like yeah. It's an interesting thing how people like will pay so much money to eat out and they will just check out. They're not even tasting. <laughs> you know, you're like yeah. You're not like, dude. This is expensive. And yeah, like just go to Applebee's. Right, and this shit is good. Like. I don't know. That's why I love going to Whole Foods. <laughs> Spending too much money on all the fun, junky stuff like this. It's so good. Yeah, I feel like already my little brain is like, oh. <laughs> it's like you have to just taste a ton of different stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, at that place I used to work at with all the wine and cheese, like we would have wine class every week and we have blind you guys would have wine class yeah i love that and it's an hour and you have to take notes and then you do blind <laughs> tasting they wrap bottles in paper bags and pour them and you have to see like like what style what grape where it wow. was made and like try to like get that from the wine and like mm-hmm. you're in a big table and you're all spitting and like you know doing all that kind of stuff and then we'll do big huge cheese things and we'll do pairings everybody has to pick oh my god you know but it's very like on the spot like you're like oh, i'm gonna fuck up yeah <laughs> this is the job you're at now or no the place oh. i'm at now doesn't have um it's all dishes like oh god they're yeah. all like really eclectic dishes and so the wines are just for food like god they're like it's not acidic yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh it tastes really good the parmesan too that we haven't tasted yet oh to raw. it's Parmesan is not like that different than Manchego. It's in the same. It's more pungent. It's more mm-hmm. assertive than Manchego. It's sweeter. Yeah. No, I think it has. I mean, to me, it's it's different. It's sweeter. Yeah. <laughs> I got like a slither. Here, give a point. Yeah. Go for it. I feel like I need a class in just how to cut cheese. <laughs> All right, Muriel, you want to try this? All right, ready, Purple guys? Moon bottom shelf from Trader Joe's. I think this is the Manchego's my favorite. I yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like it with the triple cream. I don't think it's good. It's my feeling. <laughs> no. Yeah, it wasn't good with the triple cream, but it was pretty good with, actually, it was pretty good with the with jam. The jam. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. That's funny. yeah, the jam is awesome. We'll add the jam to your jam. All right. This is a California Merlot. 
three dollars. It was a two ninety nine. I think it, I think it was th- I think it was three ninety nine. I think so both of our cheap wines were three ninety nine. So it's a four dollar Merlot. Uh, typical qualities of Merlot. You're going to get smoke. You're going to get blueberries. That's mm-hmm. like a big thing. Sometimes you get chocolate. Um, this particular Merlot, I would assume, is going to be like insanely sweet. Um, but that's those are the flavor profiles you're looking for. Blueberries, chocolate, smoke. That's like the typical okay. thing. Um, when Sideways came out and they were shitting on Merlot. Did you ever see that movie? Yes. It's uh, a great movie. <laughs> it's so great. They shit on Merlot like the entire time. And then literally after that movie came out, Merlot sales dropped like at that time. Wow. Were, like, Interesting. Oh, it's a trashy wine. Yeah. But Merlots are awesome. <laughs> and you can like, get. Fuck you, Sideways. A, yeah. And there was a, but there was a while there where you could get the best Merlots so cheap yeah because they weren't selling on a bottle list ah. yeah we had them at my place it was like we would get these and they would be super devalued yeah we just weren't buying them and they were just like like so insanely good you know <laughs> and you're like you're lost hey, we're gonna drink them <laughs> yeah okay. um, um, it just shows how many people like at least in America are not like privy to wine culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, that movie said that I should drink it. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. They just hear the buzzword, they're like, no. Nope. No. Hello. No. The sad man who needs a shave doesn't like it. Oh, sad Paul man. Giamatti, whatever. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like this same... Exact experience. Exact same as the cheap white. Yeah. It starts really sweet and ends like really metallic and bitter. Can you taste all the oak? Can you guys taste that on the end of it? Like, it's almost like you can taste wood chips to me. Mm. They're supposed to be, I think that that's what they're calling like the smoke or whatever mm-hmm. in the back. And then it's like, I feel like in my little underdeveloped brain, I'm like, I can tell what the cheap wines. It's very short when mm-hmm. you were talking about the like yeah. long finish. Like both this and the other one were very short. Yeah. But wood versus metallic, I'm like, what is, what is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, I feel like I know, but, <laughs> but that that is like what mm-hmm. it is. Like, okay, do you want to give it a shot? Do you want to try describing what you're tasting? Oh, sure. Um, okay. Taking a sip of cheap wine. Like, it hits the front of my tongue right away, like, it's being very, like, sweet and sharp. And then and then when it hits back my tongue, it just kind of dissipates. Mm-hmm. That's, Is there a type of fruit you taste or, like, a, like a, any property? Um, I mean, when you mentioned smoky, I'm yeah. definitely getting smoky and sweet. So probably the blackberries, you're saying? Yeah, I get. Do you, what do you get? I think it tastes like. Um, oh God! <laughs> it's like when you compare them back to back. It's yeah. So maybe it is better to do really good and then do the shitty one afterwards. Right. Like no, no. It's like a little ruler. Oh, yeah. What do you think yeah. you're doing? Yeah, I think it tastes like. Um, 
like Smucker's jam. Yeah. With really jammy. Barbecue sauce. Yeah. And that's the smoke <laughs> right there. That's it. Yeah. yeah. But that's Smucker's the kind of stuff jam. you can say in a tasting all the time. Smucker's jam with barbecue Have sauce. Have you seen like, like any of the I love that. Have you seen like the documentaries about the Somalis or any of that on mm-hmm. Netflix? Oh, they're really they're, good. They're there are a couple okay, yeah. interesting wine documentaries. One is just about people who are becoming Somalis and mm-hmm. it's just like as ridiculous as you can imagine. Like, Freshly, <laughs> freshly cut garden hose. Yeah, that's how IKEA yeah. when they first get a shipment of pouches. It's like yeah. that kind of shit. Wow, but maybe, maybe cut, I could hang that. Yeah, yeah. Freshly cut garden hoses is one of the descriptors that this guy uses that he's famous for. Yeah, he's like, like he's like and famous when he's like he, he like coined that. It's like petrol. <laughs> like that's like what yeah. you know. It's like mm-hmm. different words for picking up different things, but it's like insane. Like I mean, like yeah. grandmother's attic. You know, I love like, it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, but uh, yeah. and then the, there's another really cool one about oh, yeah. this guy <laughs> who swindled the fine wine world because basically, when you I get to a level guy. with expensive wine, it's all like auction based. So wow. it's like literally, and the guy who like funded like the detective to track the guy down is one of the Koch brothers because so he got swindled like, out of like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of wine he had a cellar full of wine uh-huh. and he was buying his his assistants were buying wine at auction and stocking his cellar and then he found out that they were all counterfeit and so he hired so like the Uh-oh. Koch brothers like in the documentary being like fuck this guy I hired a detective oh <laughs> man he was going around to auctions he got like maybe a hundred thousand dollars in capital and he was basically outbidding people at auction and people were like who is this guy outbidding everybody yeah and so basically in that and he world, was like Young and fun, and yeah. Cool. So everyone gravitated around him, and right. he did. And what he had was an incredible he had a, palette, yeah, and an incredible so he memory. Could, he, yeah. he was like everyone was like, "This guy is a genius. He knows everything." And, and he they did. raided his house, and he just like had like a printer and was making fake labels and like aging the bottles. He was like going out <laughs> buying the, like buying these bottles yeah. and then keeping the bottles and then blending his own wine in the bathtub and refilling them and then selling them at auction. And, and people was, and people with also really good palettes were like these fake ones taste bright yeah, like, yeah. he was I mean, pulling it off yeah he yeah. was obviously you know it, it that's was, a crazy a young thing to do but if you're confident that you're like my bath wine yeah he's like <laughs> I can do it and he, yeah. he was like he was holding tasting parties with all of the richest people and like they were drinking his bathtub Amazing. wine and he's like holding corn and like yeah like, yeah it's a really good documentary I will definitely watch it um I love a good documentary <laughs> Yeah, I feel like my background is just more beer based than yeah. mine. Yeah. Like, what I kind of beer like, do you like? Um, I mean, it changes, but like, uh, like when I, because obviously, like in the beginning, I was like, oh, all beer is gross. And then my friend was like, no, you just need to find the beer you yeah. like. And then started yeah. introducing me to like red ales and pale ales and stuff. So I was like really big on red for a while. Yeah. And then I got super hoppy. So I loved like yeah, IPAs sure. yeah. and everything. So now it's like what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah. But I feel like I, right now I gravitate more towards like a brown nutty. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's, those are actually hard to find in Southern California, really good ones in Southern mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. Just because everything is so IPA based here. I like try to cut beer out of my life as best as I can. Well, yeah. And recently uh, I've been like cutting out beer and going more towards red wine. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, it's good for my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to give up alcohol, but yeah, if right. one's healthy for me, I'll go towards that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm definitely like very new to the wine 
like community. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like no matter how deep you go, it's just like there's everyone's deeper. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's something that's great. There's um, <laughs> in the Grove. There is what's it called? Monsieur Marcel. It's like some French. Fit. Oh yeah, the rooster place. It's a there's mm-hmm. like a it's like a wine and cheese shop, but mm-hmm. they, you can order food and sit there, and it's it's in the Grove. And they have some of the best wine and cheese pairings I've ever had. It's really fun. I mean, it's, it's a grow, really and it's like good. there's all these tours, and you can just get stoned and walk up there and like sit at the Hell bar, yeah. <laughs> and just like looking out. And, and then, then they have these beautiful pairings, and they're good. Like it's a good price. It's point. totally worth it. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, it's like seventeen bucks a person, but that's three good pours of wine, three good chunks of cheese, and tons of accoutrement. That's it's like, like the same price people would pay getting like an entree and a cocktail at any. Yeah. restaurant you know yeah. well I mean yeah. the yeah. place that I work it's like that's one glass of wine <laughs> yeah right some place is 17 like the bucks. cheapest glass yeah. of wine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like that's what I'm like I want a red glass of wine <laughs> I'll take your cheapest <laughs> It's really good. So, like, if you're ever in the Grove and you're like, what? But also, if you are like, oh, I want to try some wine and cheese. Wine and cheese. Wine and cheese. For sure. That is. Get high first yeah, right. and then go. It is. It's, it's so it's, And, like, we were, like, so talking to the, to the server. Like, this is really good mm-hmm. and she was like oh I'll tell the owner he like slaves over it over. Yeah. Like, he's like it's so into it and like and it really shows it's fantastic That's like I worked awesome. at a place where we specialize in wine and cheese pairings and we not we were not as good as they yeah are. they're very very yeah good. they're That's spot awesome. on it's really good um, um we're doing blue guys right um, so with this cheap red um, did it recommend certain cheeses? I'm already just guessing really loud cheeses to kind of... Oh, we're doing blue. No, so oh, yeah. we didn't look at any of the recommendations oh. before we paired. Oh, so none of them we don't know, but I paired it with blue. Oh, so, that was what you paired with. Got yeah. It. Okay. I paired it with the blue and it's... Because I, I had a little piece of the dark smoked cheddar, and yeah. I was like, oh, I love the cheddar because yeah, yeah. it's hiding everything I just tasted. Yeah, yeah. I think what the blue does is it adds some acid to it. It's a good mm. pairing. Did you try it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good pairing. Yeah. I think it's like, blue's supposed to be a little smoky. It's creamy. It's got mm-hmm. acid. It's like assertive. And then the cheddar is also really great. Those mm-hmm. are the two, I think. That yeah, the blue's really nice. Yeah. But it's... Like, well, but it's, it's also because all I'm thinking about is the blue. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about the wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I would venture to say that mm. I think actually some of the that smoky quality and the sweetness like a dessert wine brings out. I think this blue cheese is better because of this crappy wine. Than it is. Mm. And, and that's an interesting thing about hiding it, right? Because right. if you wanted to hide it you like it's kind of like you want to find like flavors in within it mm-hmm. and you kind of neutralize one thing if that makes sense i think that this, actually i think it brings out the be- better in both things i think yeah. the wine is better with the blue cheese too yeah but it's like because it has the same kind of basic principles it's like oh free. my dumbass <laughs> <laughs> i cut and pasted shit for malbec oh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dumb. I mean, most of this is. I mean, I did all Merlot except for the wine pairing, okay. except for the cheese pairings. We um, can taste what we like. 
you know, it's probably <clears throat> those two. You guys want to try something gross? Probably do. Do the brie with this. <laughs> um, I forgot. I haven't asked yet, but uh, of all the cheeses, there is a big spread on the table. Do it with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. But what? What? Why? Why fig spread? Because they have a big display at Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's really good. traditional. It's, it's part of the yeah. wine culture. Is like, yeah, it's like an old world like, thing. Yeah. It's like an old Italy mm, thing. And yeah. probably France, but yeah. definitely Italy. Like, Figs are like, that's like a big cheese plate item. Mm-hmm. It's a great spread. I mean, I, um, love, I love figs. Did um, you? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I just tried the fig spread right now and it was just like, I love this, but yeah. it... No wine was left on my palate. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. It nipples it, but um, I actually think it works. You should try it with, with the this. jammy rest. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually thought that tasted All right. good with yeah, the fancy a little bit more. Um, but it's also making me think like, does it have to do something like? I don't fix this. This weird thing where it's like, it's obviously sweet with like and has sugar in it, but it's not like the sweetest of. Fruits were like it's so tart, like yeah. it's just perfect and like yeah. it's just kind of like nice and medium and sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and, got a great texture and yeah, all the crunchies and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you want to try, like the blue with the fig is really good. I mean, it's good with everything though. It's like oh, like doing blue cheese and fig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good combo for sure. Yeah. So you were saying you thought this brie here? It's not as bad as I thought. It's not. Yeah. Just, it's not bad. Try yeah. that cannon. I haven't had that in a minute. See, this is the part of the night where, like, you're, you know, you start to drink and it's kind of gone and you're just like, this is. You're like, everything is just, yes. Please. I mean, it is really fun to sit around and talk about this, but it is, like, really the thing to do is, like, find what you like, learn a few principles, know how much money you want to spend, and then then you just eat it and, drink it and <laughs> talk about it again. You know, then, yeah. just yeah. like, then it's just like fun. You're just to, enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. But you play, you can play and stuff. Like that's what we used to do. It's like get a bunch of different stuff. Well, when we were first learning about it, it was just like. You never know until you taste it. That's the thing is yeah. like, that, like they can say there's all these principles. Mm-hmm. Once you taste a bad pairing, you know it's a bad pairing. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I totally get it. But you wouldn't be able to understand it if you read about it or heard about it. Yeah. You have to taste it and be like, oh, I hate that. You know? Yeah. I think that all these cheeses make this <coughs> cheap red wine better. And I thought Muriel's <laughs> out. Muriel's out. <laughs> we lost Muriel. I usually choke a lot. <laughs> I choke a lot when I eat. Um, but I thought excited. all the cheeses made the, the cheap chard, the chard, the cheap white way grosser. Way grosser. Yeah. Oh, oh, made the white grosser, but uh, made the red better. <laughs> That's a really terrible chardonnay. Yeah, that's a particularly gross. It's like just tastes like yeah, but I think this I is think, not. This is not. I don't. This is not terrible. It feels like it's just like I'm doing the basic requirements. Yeah, to be a merlot and I'm out. Yeah, like, that's exactly. Yeah. So when you eat a piece of cheese, you're like, oh, I forgot about it. Yeah. yeah. Where I think the the white, the cheap white. Kind of stayed with us a little bit. Longer. It's I think offensive. The, the jammy, like, I think the, <laughs> Nick is offended. Yeah. Like the jamminess of the red is like the fig spread. It's like mm. she's like you know it's salty. It's like de- like savory, yeah. and it wants like a little bit of sugar. And that's like well, you have fig spread and like yeah. fruit and all that kind of stuff. And it's like 
the Chardonnay, I don't think, fills the requirement in the same way. Where, like, you drink this and it tastes like blackberries or blueberries or, like, yeah. something that's, like, jammy and, like, cooked fruit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I one thing I didn't do was get look up the correct cheese pairings for Merlot online. So, I'm going to do that now. Um, on my phone. I'm on my phone. Just like a true wine party, guys. One of us has to be on our phone. Uh, just like uh, the Dumb Nerds podcast. At some point, someone's like, let me. Okay, so the, yeah. whatever. This, the top things they say are Gouda. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. This is a dumb answer. This is a dumb thing. I'm looking at. But Gouda did show up. But let me. This is like anything you look up online. It's just something you made it up. I know, it's just some stupid. <laughs> but I think the advice you, you're, you have mentioned a few times of like, once you get the wine you like, like then just have fun with the cheeses. Yeah. And you kind of like, I think that's what I feel like is lost like in our culture is like, the exploration of like food and palate. I think we're yeah. just like we're more about like the conversation and bonding, and then whenever we're eating, we just eat it. Like yeah, we don't talk about the food. Yeah, we might mention like, oh, this is this is good lasagna, but right, it's like I feel like this is a very fun activity that yeah, like it's interactive. Really, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get like I I yeah. never thought about that, but I think that's very true. Yeah, like it's very it's interactive. It's fun. You're like fighting about stuff and like yeah it's like playing cards except mm-hmm. for you're eating <laughs> i know that's way more fun than playing cards <laughs> all right so it says um whatever this website this random website says that lows uh, <laughs> pair with a lot of things that we don't have any of abbe de bellox which is like a kind of a creamy triple e situation i can't believe there's not cheese all over my face uh alpine shepherds which are like a that's like a swiss isn't an alpine shepherd kind of like a emmentaler like kind of stuff? yeah we have something like that uh what what's like an emmentaler here the jarlsbergen we have you want to pull it out we do have an old chunk of cheese in our fridge. Right. No, I ate some of it yesterday. I know. It's good. I was say it's old. You're no, the no, only it's good. It's good. Cantalay. <laughs> a cantalay and a camembert, which is kind of like these creamy things here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a chalouse, which I have no idea what that is. Doddington, isn't that like an English cheddar? No, you're thinking of a Irish cheddar? Doddington. You're thinking of Boddington's ale, which is an English ale. Well, the guy that you pour that has the no. Nitro. I'm thinking of you Doddington. No, no, I'm thinking of Doddington, no. the charming but <laughs> no. He's a doctor in some PBS series. Man. Okay, <laughs> uh, Gouda Gruyere at Boars, which I don't know what a Boars is. Oh, the Telegio. We should try that. That's with on the, the list. Yeah, with the oh, wait. It's not on the list. No, Montezio, but it's like Pecorino, the... Toscano, Robbiolo, Bassina. Robbiolo is Robbiolo is like Telegio. It's like. Exactly what I told you. Cool. Let's give it a go. All right. Stinky cheese. Here Stinky cheese, cheap wine. <laughs> this is going to be my stand-up special when I learn how to do stand-up. Stinky Thank cheese, you. cheap wine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can do it. I need to learn how to cut cheese. <laughs> <Da-da-ba>! No! <laughs> that was my fault. That was my fault. I feel like we're at that point where it's just like, ah, fuck it. And then you just grab it. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Telegio. All right. So. <laughs> yeah, we definitely like just 
cast into that guy. <laughs> oh. Oh, it did make it funkier. To me. That's one thing you should do if you want all the... There's a little bit about cheese we didn't talk about, which is... You want it to be room temperature. You don't want it to be super cold. Really? Yeah, and it's kind of the same thing for, like, wines, like... You don't want your reds to be super warm. You want it to be like cellar temperature. So if you soak them in like cold water first, mm-hmm. that's like what we do. Oh, that's yeah, that's interesting. When soak they say, red wines in cold water. Well, when this they say is a hot tip for when sure. they say like red wine should be room temperature, yeah. the room they're talking about is a cellar in France. Yeah, it's which like which is way colder, way colder than, than like, like any American home. Yeah, wow. It's like, yeah. This is like this not is way warm, colder, but but you, yeah, you but red wine, I just think cold. like close it in a dark closet kind of yeah. you know thing yeah. um yeah i never thought to that it would be even colder than that yeah it's yeah. like you, it should be you you should touch it and this is not at this point this yeah. is not cold enough right we did like every place that i've worked that's like fancy has like ice packs in the well honestly the wine. kind of wow. cold, like to closer cold. to that yeah oh my gosh yeah yeah like yeah. That, yeah 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 that's like how your reds should be and your whites shouldn't be as cold as refrigerator cold so they should be a little warmer and that's like how oh uh, we're you know. so stupid <laughs> <laughs> Same with beers, too. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, I remember reading about beers, like, back in the day, beers were served room temperature. Mm -hmm. It's a marketing scheme to say cold hot beer. Yeah. Cold beer. Yeah, yeah. You know, cold ice, ice cold beer. Yeah. That's the buzzword. (laughs) There we go. I got that, though. Cold hot beer. (laughs) But yeah, ice cold beer, it's just a selling point, but that's not the proper way to beer was meant to be consumed yeah yeah it's it's like it all uh-huh. opens up in a different temperature like in yeah. this step if it was really cold mm-hmm. you wouldn't get nearly the things the other thing like this is i'm not a fan but if you want the true expression of a cheese that's not like a hard rind cheese or a washed rind mm-hmm. you would take the rind and eat it with the piece and that's like supposed to be Exactly what the cheesemaker intended to. Oh. I always think that's so good. So, like this thing. <laughs> like the so soft rind cheese. Let's try it. I'm going to eat yeah. it. I, I'm I a like rind it sometimes. Person, Are you? But, okay. but I'm weird. No, but no, no, no. You're not. not. That's like, what you're saying. Like, I'm weird. I, so, I like, I like it sometimes. It's definitely mm-hmm. like ammonia y. Yeah, it, there's something. But, I don't know. The, that, the ammonia I mean, thing is like because it's not kept properly. Like if you oh. take them and you wrap them in really tight like plastic and leave mm. them like that, like the cheese, really? like bloomy rind cheese needs to breathe. Like, you know, when I wrapped up this one, like the triple cream, it's like you pull it out of the, the ammonia stuff starts to go away if you pull it out of the plastic and you wrap it in like wax paper uh. and like give it some time to breathe and like actually because it's an active thing it's yeah. like it's a bloomy right and cheese meaning there's actual cultures on the outside uh-huh. like mold that needs to grow so you don't want to like smash it down in plastic you want to let it kind of like breathe out so like that's why it tastes ammonia like that i feel okay. like i need to take a class on like cheese prep it's fun mm-hmm. all right i guess i should do it too is it very ammonia yeah yeah um I feel like so many Americans are like, you buy your cheese, you open it, and then just put it in Tupperware or cover it in tinfoil or, you know, it's just like things that you saw your mom or dad do, so, but you don't really understand the culture of it. Yeah. yeah. But that rind tastes 
very different than the actual cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I kind of like that. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> On the brie, it's not as bad. Sometimes they're so bitter to me. Like, literally. Yeah, but it has, like, a very distinct taste to it that yeah. I like. And, like, I don't know. And the texture is just, like, oh, it's, like, yeah, a little bit different. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I actually really like that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so the one that I miss is this goat cheese. This thing is mm-hmm. good. I want some more of that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I thought you were gonna eat the rind, but you were just no. I just want the, the, I just want the goo. Baby. <laughs> Give me um, the goo. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we discuss? We have this Madeira wine, so we could do that really fast. Let's try the so Madeira. What is what is Madeira wine? It's a Spanish. So this is a straight up bullshit. I'll give you the thing. Okay, you it's don't literally know. in a Tupperware container. Well. And, <laughs> it looks like. Light, light red, like a new moon red. Right, like a <laughs> red moon red. <laughs> so okay. everybody, like will, rinse juice. your um, rocks glass or whatever one you want. Okay. Um, that Syrah is so good. I know. That is such good wine. Oh, yeah. wait, I didn't. So last night, somebody bought a $150 steak for the table. And so when you buy it for the table, everyone's just having a little, like it's a huge, but it's huge. huge. It's huge. Oh, okay. And so they ordered it they had four courses. And after the fourth course came out, I told the busters to put all the stuff on the table. There was a mistake between myself and the sous chef and they thought that I didn't need the steak. So these people dined and drank for almost two hours waiting for the end of their meal to have this giant steak to share and nobody cooked it. And it um, takes like an hour to it cook. It takes an hour to cook the it's steak. It's like this thing. Because yeah. it's so big, yeah. And uh, I died. So that was fine. I did get fired. It wasn't <laughs> right. all my fault. It did was they, kind of a 50-50 split. Yeah. Did they cancel it or did no. they? They we, were like, We we'll bought them it. a fifth course before the steak. And oh. then we like let them. We bought them a fifth course, and they ate. So that. they could eat that while they're waiting for the steak. Got it. Got it. But so they were dining for three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. They were happy at the end of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were happy, but I felt like a dumb ass. <laughs> All right, we'll do this really fast because we're gonna. We've just been drinking, talking <laughs> shit. All right. Sorry. 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 So okay. Here we go. This is Madeira. This is a Spanish. Dessert wine. There's mm. three levels. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like, ooh, it's very, it smells like, like, I it's don't, very alcoholic. It's fortified. Yeah, I, was gonna say I don't know it. if I'm going to like this. I generally don't like dessert wines, really. So Nick wants to pair it with a chocolate. I want to pair it with a Parmesan. Parmesan. Okay. So it, yeah, what is that? It smells, it smells it's so, so. This is when I need to blow on it, right? Yeah. It's good. So yeah. it's raisinated. You can smell that. Raisins. I can smell raisins. So that's because they get that dessert wine. It's like concentrated like that. Madeira is like fortified also. So I think there's a certain level of alcohol that goes into the wine. Um, so it's definitely more alcoholic than the other ones? No. Uh, yes. It's more alcoholic. It's closer to a spirit than it is to a wine. And then... Oh, you guys, I think that's so delicious. I love it. I mean, knowing raisins, like, yeah. having raisins in mine, I'm like, oh, yeah. Raisins, yeah. It's like 
Tasting a delicious large raisin. Like, yeah, like, like, that's like, yeah, but that, that and that is what it is. Like dessert wines yeah. are basically a lot of they're basically like most a lot of them are crushed raisins. Mm. And that's what you're getting that from. Uh, yeah, you get prune on it for sure. It tastes like it kind of tastes like a honey wine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a dessert course wine. Well, but I sweet in terms of like honey as yeah. opposed to like. Sugar. A big case yeah. of, yeah, yeah, just like a spoonful of sugar. Right. As a man who <laughs> drinks pretty much every kind of alcohol, I think dessert wines is on the far bottom of the list. I love dessert wines. Yeah, yeah I you know? know you do. Yeah. I think they're amazing. Um, this is not as dry as I thought it was going to be. Mm-mm. No. I don't get dry at all. No, it's not dry. It's- well, in the spectrum of what dessert wines can be, it's dry for a dessert wine. Madeira has three levels, and this is the lowest level of the mm. three. So, oh, gets so they get significantly Much sweeter. sweeter. Yeah, but okay. I mean, like a, like an ice wine. Okay, you want to know what an ice wine is? Yes, it's a dessert Hot wine. Gosh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dessert wine. When it stays on the vine mm-hmm. until it's like raisins into the first frost. Wow. So the ice comes in and they're frozen. Then they harvest it and press it. And each grape yields like a drop of juice. So when you buy a bottle, it's like, you know, $50 for this tiny little bottle. Right, because that's such a hard process. And it's syrup. It's basically like maple syrup. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's like so good. So I think with the Parmesan, I like it with the Parmesan. Yeah, try it with that, Cassie, the Parmesan. Okay. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's going to be good I with I had the, it with a piece of brie, and I was like, this is great. I think it's going to be good with the blue cheese, too. Yeah. I'm going to figure or, out. Or, yeah, no, actually, it was blue cheese. It wasn't brie. I thought I had it. That's weird. Let's see what we got here. Oh. <laughs> Our notes! Our notes! But yeah, I've never heard of Madeira wine. It pairs good with blue cheese for sure. It's super friendly. I love this. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has. I, dessert wines are weird. Nobody likes them. Don't expect well, them. I love them. I think the fact that you said raisins is making me enjoy it. I think if you didn't mention raisins, I'd probably been like, mm. yeah. But I think the fact that I'm tasting races i'm very excited yeah i'm like oh that keyword you said i'm tasting yeah, it yeah yeah that's like yeah. that's selling wine basically yeah yeah you hear what if somebody says they like Sauvignon blanc you're like you like apples and you find the thing that has apples oh. do you taste the apples yeah and they're like great yeah i love this um i feel like my very basic pairing with um white and red wine is like if you're eating fish or chicken, do white. If you're eating, like, steak, do red. Yeah. Is that, like, just, like, a very basic, like, level of pairing? And then cheese is kind of, like, leveling up? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of red, versatile reds and whites that will go with, like, that'll do the crossover. I would say, like, yeah. steak and red is probably where you got to stay. Uh-huh. But, like, in terms of chicken and fish, it kind of depends on the sauce. And it depends on the oh, method wow. of cooking. And, like, mm-hmm. you can really, like... Like, there's a lot of, like, rich chicken that's been braised and all this kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's great with, like, bright, like a gamay or something like that. Like a bright, ju- like, this would be great with it. Like a juicy, bright, kind mm-hmm. of old world style red. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, 
steak is, I think, kind of a rule. Like, you, if you drink white wine with steak, you're not going to taste your white wine. Then that's your yeah. choice. <laughs> because red bean is just that overbearing that it, it just kind of turns white wine into water. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you, if yeah. you tasted them together, you probably wouldn't be able to find a wine that could stand up for it. But you'd want, like, if you want, like, this is a great example. Like, if you love a bloody steak, if you love, like, a rare, yeah. medium rare steak, then you would get a wine that has a lot of iron content. So you would get a Cabernet oh. that has like a big like iron. Yeah. You know, and then you would taste yeah. the iron in the blood mm-hmm. of the steak and it would heighten that whole experience. So if you want something else from your steak, you'd pick a different red. You know? Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, that's kind of like... bloodbath. Like yeah. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Blood. Yeah, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Cabernet. Get some meat in here. Super rare steak. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think the, the like white with chicken and fish thing is... Um, that's like the foundation of it. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I, and I think that's like what I'm avoiding saying is I think there's like tons of people that would say like, that's outdated. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that. People, I feel like that's very basic. Yeah. You know, like, like yeah. going back to cheesecake factory. It's right. Like if someone's like, how do I pair this with this? I'd be like, fish or chicken white. Yeah. Red steak, red. Yeah, right. yeah. If you're drinking pasta, yeah. it needs to be red. Yeah. If you're eating pasta, you should drink red. But yeah. like that's, but there's a lot to be said for that. So it's yeah. like basic, but it's also right, kind of. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I chose this dark chocolate. Got it. High. What's it? Cacao percentage or Cocoa, whatever the hell yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, to pair with the Madeira. I thought okay. that's so. We'll see Oof. if that works at all. What do you are you thinking? This is a good idea. Or? I kind of I think it's okay. I like it. I, I like it a lot more than I thought I would. I don't really like dark chocolate, so I think that's just like my bias. But, I feel like dark chocolate. It's bitter. Like mm-hmm. it's just like it's like I want a candy. <laughs> I want. I'm trying for something. Cheap. I feel like. Dark chocolate's like my thing with red wine of like, oh, I need to be hel- a healthy alcoholic. I'll right. drink red wine. Yeah. Oh, I need to be healthy with my sugar content. Oh, dark chocolate. Dog tr- dark chocolate. I will not lie. <laughs> I chose this because I because it, I thought it would be classy more than it's I thought it would be. very classy. I feel um, fancy. Insanely delicious. But I, I don't know. I kind of stand by it, I think. I don't think it's bad. But I don't know if it does anything for me. Yeah. I think I would want it with, like, port or something like that. Actually, it's kind of good. I just don't like dark chocolate. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> I feel like it's after the end of, like, cheese and wine and this Madeira. It's like, I'll have a piece of dark chocolate on the way out kind of thing. Yeah, it seemed like... It pairs it, well, but it also could just stand alone. Yeah. It seems to me like yeah. the kind mm-hmm. of... The, here's the other thing that actually is not... That is also a little sophisticated in my brain. Is <laughs> that like after you eat a bunch of cheese... Mm-hmm. Like... like, like um, Traditionally, cheese is like a dessert course. Yeah. So you eat it afterwards basically as a dessert. And then if you want a dessert for your dessert course, I think a little piece of mm. dark chocolate that's not too sweet... It's Boom, like the call yeah. it a night. Yeah, it's like the brick wall that's like, we're done. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pairing this dark and chocolate. And blackout. <laughs> I'm pairing. Oh, wow. You're putting blue cheese. blue cheese on top of a dark chocolate. Oh, shit. Shit's going down. It's going down for me. <laughs> All right. We're right, hitting. We're hitting. Oh, yeah. We're about to hit the two hour mark. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> we just find. 
This is our longest episode yet. It beats out Matt Apodaca talking about Lost for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> so is there anything else that you feel like we've missed or any hot tips that you feel like? Um, well... No, they probably, if anyone's still listening, the big hot tips are go to the Grove, to the first yeah, spot for that. And it and sounds then, like they're pretty patient if you're like, hi, I'm new. I was just yeah. listening to your podcast. Yeah, well, and they have great, their pre-done wine and cheese pairings mm-hmm. are fantastic. Yeah. And then the other hot tip would be the bins. The bins, little bins at the food. Oh, the yeah, that was, boom, five minute mark. Yeah. Uh, my brain was already blown up. That I was, was like, awesome. what, I can go to Whole Foods? Do that. And, I would and if say, they're assholes, you're just like, fuck you. Yeah. They're just having a day, you know. They're just yeah. having a day. And, it's hard. Um, also, if you are looking to, like, if you go to Ralph's or whatever, or one of these places, <laughs> like, if you, like, when you're shopping for wine, you don't know anything about it. You can see, like, the markdowns a lot. And a lot of times you can get, like, a 17 dot bottle for, like, 12. Do so that. So kind of gravitate towards the markdowns well, as opposed to the flat, like, yeah. Yes, that is for yeah. sure. But there's also oh, certain things where, like, know. if you go, like, a $17 uh, bottle down to a 12, is that's probably going to be way better than, like, a uh, 15 down to a... 10 so it's like so yeah or or an eight so it's like even like you can if you those really top ones like you might be able to spend two more dollars to get something really good you say go for the i say go for the 10 to 15 is like you're doing better than if you're looking for eight and under yeah well yeah but (laughs) yeah it's all and vegans think of those birds i know that vacuum it's really nuts dude like it's nuts it's nuts we yeah. just are like, I mean, it makes sense, but it's also yeah. like gross. That's so sad. It's Do mice. You know? It's yeah. like, oh, the mouth. That's right. There are mice. <laughs> squirrels. Yeah. And the squirrels. I don't want to eat no squirrels. Um, <laughs> what about Trader Joe's? Uh, same thing, you think? Any Better wine, to well, they don't do any wine that's a machine harvested will do that, and that's basically any cheap wine. And that includes two buck truck. Yeah. Well, now it's Probably like three buck truck. Yeah, four yeah. buck truck. Now. Yeah, it's kind of going up. There is yeah. a red wine at Trader Joe's that's really good called mm-hmm. Moonks or M- Moon X or I don't mm-hmm. know how you say it. But that could be machine harvested too. Oh no, I'm no, way, I'm, sh- I'm sure they're a dead. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, if you, but I think it would take some. Time. I'm sorry, there are dead animals behind everything. That what? You have in life. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Can't get over the it. The best thing to do it, is find hand good. harvested. Don't yeah. look for machine harvested because nobody's going to want to put that on their wine. Yeah, but people will put hand harvested if it is. So you can, you can. I would like say on the wine you can find hand harvested a lot there. Yeah. Oh, that's and if you that's good to know. Yeah. So you just or you. Google it like yeah. if they do hand harvest they will tout it because that's why it's more expensive it should yeah you yeah. should be proud and put that on the label like yeah. I just learned the other day that like makeup with a bunny rabbit on it means like, not tested on bunny yeah. rabbits it's like oh all the rest of the makeup yeah and it's just like <laughs> well I need to throw out everything to my oh man. you you guys we did it on. two hours we did it. We did it. Take that, all the other podcasts. Yes. <laughs> it's like the church of what's happening now. Man. Yeah, Those yeah, guys yeah. get high and go for like three hours. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Cassie. Bye. Thank you. Let's quick cut or
pear shape. These rocks don't lose their shape. And that's our episode. Thank you so much, Nick and Muriel, for coming on. Guys, I'm recording this much later in the week since our fun wine and cheese pairings, so I probably sound a whole lot more sober. Woo! But that was really fun. I want to go out and do some more wine and cheese pairings because that was very fun. Ladies, remember, if you want to shop on Mod Cloth, get some new, sweet, cute, quirky vintage clothes get a 20% off your entire order discount when you go to boardwalkaudio.com slash modcloth if you're a teacher and a student you can get 25% off $100 or more by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash modcloth25 be sure to check out Nick and Muriel's podcast Hella in Your 30s and you can follow them on all the social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Hella in Your 30s you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Cassie Jurgens and if you're shopping on Amazon, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash dumb nerds. Also, rate and review us on iTunes. I'll see you later. Thanks for sticking with this very fun, long episode. Bye. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.